Hidden history, crimes and cover-ups in American politics, 1776 to 1963, and survival of the richest, Donald Jeffries separates the real from the unreal. Fact from fiction. Fact from fiction. Reverse engineering our manufactured reality. And now, from just outside the swamp-infested Washington, D.C., this is I Protest with Donald Jeffries. Sounds slightly different. So there's a band there. It just keeps going on. <laughs> it's Don Jeffries with you. The, this is I Protest. Thanks for joining in. We're coming to you every Friday, like we do every Friday, from just outside the Swamp Festival, Washington, D.C., 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, good to see YouTube is back. We have it back. So um, I had a timeout for a week. My punishment is over, so it's nice to see uh, people. Deborah Wheeler, thanks for the email, too, about it, and uh, I didn't get a chance to respond, but obviously, you know, we're, we're here. Thanks for the compliments. The white wolf we see. William Thin says thousands of people should be waiting for this. Maybe they are. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, let's hope. But we are uh, doing it a little bit different today. I'm, I'm getting kind of frustrated with the guest thing because, uh, you know, <laughs> this week, I, I think I asked like four people or something, and... Uh, Nobody ever replied. You know, that's what gets me. They don't have the courtesy to reply. So it's you know, a lot of people tell me, including Tony, that it, I'd just be better doing it myself, talking, and uh, you people can hear me rant and rave. So hopefully you like it this way. We're going to have, I, I think, a special guest known to you all a little bit later in the show briefly as well. So uh, Tony has coached me, so I think I know how to bring these articles up on screen. And then, so here we go. So bear with me. Hope I don't screw this up too much. But we're going to try. All right, we're going to first of all, we're going to start off with my uh, my latest Substack. And if you uh, if you don't subscribe to my Substack, you should. DonaldJeffries.substack.com. It's called I Protest, just like the show. And as you can see, I I, I went into my Kennedy fix. You know, people know I'm kind of a Kennedy fanboy, and this is uh, I've been watching RFK Jr.'s. Uh, interviews and speeches and you know i'm getting sucked in you know i'm falling for it so uh, <laughs> and i realize i'm sure most like i i know this is an impossible dream i mean first of all we don't know how legitimate he is he does have some troubling opinions but he has some good ones too and uh he has the right bloodlines and uh so i i don't apologize for the fact that i discovered politics uh really when I was 11 years old, uh, that's when I really became interested in RFK. I mean, I remember JFK kind of. I knew my family was distraught over him getting assassinated. I've written about it many times, talked about it. But uh, I was old enough to kind of understand what was going on when Bobby Kennedy ran for president. And there was an air, oh, we're going to, Kennedy's going to get the White House back. And even though I didn't know really anything about the facts about JFK's case at that point, I never once accepted that Oswald did it. And I, as I described in this article, as a little seven-year-old kid, I remember going to the next family gathering and pontificating about it. Obviously, Jack Ruby shut Lee Harvey Oswald to shut him up. And my seven-year-old mind could could understand that. And nobody argued with me because my entire family uh, was, you know, none of them ever accepted Lee. First and foremost, my father never accepted Lee Harvey Oswald did it. Uh, I think most of them thought Johnson did. But at any rate, I was steeped in that mindset. And when Bobby Kennedy came along, I, I, there was kind of a fatalism about it. Everybody kind of knew that he was probably going to get killed. And, of course, he did. 
And uh, I just remember being crushed. You know, I described, you know, hearing you know, when he died, like he's, he lingered for about a day. And when he died, uh, that I was listening to a transistor radio in the basement. I, I just cried, you know, when Frank Mankiewicz, his press secretary, announced it. And uh, I was crushed. And I, I, I mean, I was really into it. I understood. I was following the delegate count. and uh, I was following all the primaries. And I knew California was the big one. You know, that was the big prize. So I was so happy that he won. But um, so at any rate. Here is son, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Looks a lot like him, although I don't think RFK was quite as ripped as he was. I guess I'm sure you guys saw those pictures of him without his shirt. And you got to give somebody credit, 69 years old, to have that kind of physique. Man, that's not easy. That takes a lot of work, a lot of work. So and it's inspirational. So, um, you know, it may seem like a stupid thing, but, you know, I, I give him credit for that. It is inspirational. So. I've been listening to it a lot. He's saying some remarkable things. He's running against the medical industrial complex. He's really, that's something he's not wavering on. And uh, no one, no candidate I have ever known at any level of politics has run against the medical industrial complex. He is running against doctors and big pharma and all that. I mean, they may throw it out here or there, something about big pharma insurance companies, but not to the degree that RFK is doing it. So that's a huge powerful uh, part of our uh, society that he's running against. And uh, he's being tacked relentlessly. And I'll probably bring up a couple of screens of that. But anyhow, I'm, I'm not going to really, you know, this is, uh, I, I just hope you read it if you haven't read it, uh, Mockingbird Lies and Distortions, RFK Jr. and the Kennedy's Legacy. And I go over in this, I talk about all the um, the history of the Kennedys and I, I delve into it more just, just so you can understand when you see a figure like this now, walking around is with his you know shirt off or ripped and everything and he has the unfortunate hereditary uh, speech issue which is better now because he did have some kind of surgery for it he does sound a little better and uh understand where he comes from this is a guy who's uh who's uncle and I'm great I'm so glad he's talking about his uncle and father constantly he should run on that because that's a strong point uh this the other day it was the 60th anniversary of JFK's speech speech at American University I consider that the greatest speech ever delivered by any president. And, uh, you know, it's the first one ever where you had an American president that was seeing um, his enemies at the time, which you know, ironically was Russia then, it's Russia, Russia, Russia now, uh, seeing them in human terms. He talked about them loving their children. Uh, that's it. I, I'd never seen any leader of any, any nation I, have, have talked about their supposed opponents, their enemies in human terms like that. Just a profound speech still holds up really well. Uh, that's that's where I met John Barber when he came out to uh, American University to give, deliver a address uh, probably five years ago or so. And uh, he, he picked that spot for a reason because he admires uh, that American University speech as well. But anyhow, so RFK gave his own kind of Pete speech and he's he's talked a lot about how, uh, how stupid this is, what we're doing in Ukraine and the money that could be spent everywhere else being spent there. So, um, he comes from that. He's talking about President Kennedy, the last president who really thought he was uncle, who really thought he was uh, in charge. His father, obviously the attorney general, very instrumental in the Kennedy administration, is killed himself five years later. And I've said many times that RFK would never have been assassinated if JFK hadn't have been. So he's got that in his background. That would be enough. But he's also lost uh, two siblings. His brother David died of a drug overdose in the 80s. Uh, and uh, the continuing inquiry back then, I've got to find that issue in the uh, 
see exactly, but I remember at the time they put some planted some doubts in my mind about that even. Uh, David was very close to RFK, uh, maybe even closer than any of the other kids. And, uh, you know, the, the story goes, I didn't put it in the article, that uh, he supposedly, uh, that RF, his father had supposedly saved his life and saved him from drowning uh, earlier that day. So I guess it was even more profound of an impact for him. But And, of course, uh, Michael Kennedy, uh, December 31st, 1997, who uh, was talking about a political career as well, RFK Jr.'s younger brother, uh, he dies in a bizarre skiing accident, uh, supposedly while playing touch football. And again, this played into this myth that the Kennedys are reckless. Well, of course, you know, of course they would play touch football while skiing. This is what they do. They're reckless. You know, that's the the key adjective to describe uh, the Kennedys, as always has been reckless ever since they came out with this this new normal coverage of the uh, Kennedys. And if you read my book, Hidden History, you know how I feel about that. And I'm pretty much the only one other than RFK Jr. himself that is trying to combat it because it's built on disinformation and misinformation. It's all built on mafia and CIA sources, and it's constructed a completely false view of the Kennedys and uh, tried to demonize them. And, uh, and, and certainly RFK Jr. Is, is facing all that now. But he, So he lost two brothers. He lost his cousin, John F. Kennedy Jr. You know, I've written about that. 1999 plane crash. I think that was an assassination. No question about it. Uh, and to, as, as far as I can determine, JFK Jr. was the only other member of the large Kennedy family, except for RFK Jr. himself, to have, uh, have the, you know, a desire to see, understand the truth about uh, his father's death and his uh, uncle's death. Same thing with RFK Jr. So uh, just the fact that he's mentioned, if he was mentioning nothing else, the fact that he's publicly coming out and saying, the government killed his uncle and his father. I, it's my and he. This guy knows his stuff. I was listening to him. He knows the minutia in both assassinations. He's read the books clearly. He has some of my books as well. I don't know if he's read them, but um, at any rate. So that's if if you can just just if you read that. Please subscribe to me if you're not already. Um, that is the. Uh, that's our first article for today. Let me get back to here and see if I can not screw it up any further. Okay, so we do that and we'll see. Uh, let's go along that vein. We have some other things about RFK. Uh, where, let's see if I can find it. Oh, here it is. Okay. CNN, just keep in mind, the Jake Chat Capper, typically, you know, dishonest member of the mainstream media, he says he's going to, he would refuse Robert F. Kennedy Jr. town hall because he's so dishonest. And of course, he's mainly talking about his views on vaccines and autism, which is what they're mainly going at. They're kind of staying away from the uh, the subject of the assassinations because I think they know that the public uh, is, you know, the majority of the public doesn't believe that either. So, uh, they're trying to do the uh, vaccines, autism stuff. So he says, and you can see this is Yahoo Entertainment. This this is what I talk about in media. The Whitney write these articles. Who was he was inexplicably running as a Democrat? Inexplicably, how could he think of that? Due to his efforts to spread anti-vaccine propaganda and the lies he tells frequently about how he's been treated by the well. I could have brought up a dozen headlines that would show you how he's being treated with the uh, media and this, this idiot tapper. I just dealt with RFK. He was so dishonest in that reporting experience. And since then, the lies uh, 
about the experience frequently as an example of how the media is co-opted by Big Pharma. Imagine that, Jake. You don't think you're co-opted and you, you don't think this response is an example of you being co-opted by uh, big media. Yeah, this, this is absolutely ludicrous. The idea that. Uh, go back to you. The idea that, um, let's see what we've got. Uh, I'm just looking in the, the chat here. Any questions you want to throw at me, fine, especially since I don't have uh, a guest here. Uh, White Wolf says, having researched the Vatican, we'll put it up there. I know that Joe Kennedy was tied in all, all the things. That, well, you know, this, this is why, and this is, please read my article and read what RFK Jr. has written. Again, White Wolf, I respect you. But uh, this, this smear, the smears on the Kennedy family go back to Joe Kennedy Sr. I wrote the book Survival of the Riches, and um, I don't think that uh, – I, I, I've studied, you know, behind every great fortune lies a great crime. I believe it was uh, Balzac who wrote that, and uh, it's very true. But the Kennedys, I, whatever crime lay behind the, the, the uh, fortune that Joe Kennedy Sr. built – I've been able to, unable to find it. The bootlegging thing is an absolute myth. It's based on no evidence at all. Again, all, all these things come from sources within the mafia or the CIA. And thus, by the time the 70s rolled around, uh, I was, you know, I was a teenager and I was working for Mark Lane's Citizens Committee of Inquiry. And suddenly this, this woman with this giant oversized cartoonish sunglasses appears and calls a press conference, Judith Campbell Exner. And uh, she's, you know, apparently a gangster mole, you know, and uh, a dame that was, you know, messing with Sam Giancana and the likes of that. And she comes up with a, actually, she doesn't, uh, Jim DiEugenio has uh, has pointed it out uh, in his posthumous assassination of John F. Kennedy, which is a really good series he wrote many, many years ago. It was influential on me. That uh, in her first press conference, when she first came out, Judith Campbell Exeter didn't even mention the mafia, which became a cornerstone of her story. And uh, the idea, what happened is overnight, the me- the same media that had kind of worshipped the Kennedys after they were assassinated had built up this Camelot myth and had, uh, you know, they were accused of, of, of giving them too much coverage. They covered up for Teddy Chappaquiddick, but I don't think they covered up for him. As I said, as I've written in Hidden History, I'm one of the few people that uh, thinks uh, that was Ted's political assassination. I don't think he was in the car. I think the story is, is ridiculous and impossible. He was not in the car. But still, they covered it up, and it was perceived as they were covering up for the Kennedys, and uh, because they liked them. And, uh, and nothing could be further from the truth. I have the quotes in the book from all the people, from Malcolm X uh, to William Kunstler, this far left lawyer that was, uh, you know, the, the Chicago Eight, the, the Democratic Convention, and was conceived as this radical. He hated the K. He basically came out, and I have the quotes in the book. He basically said he was happy they were assassinated. There's no other political figures that they get until Trump came along that they can get away with this kind of stuff. But um, Joe Sr. was a critic of the Fed. He was an early critic of the Federal Reserve. He uh, was friends with Joe McCarthy, close friend, and James Forrestal, both of whom were killed at Bethesda Naval Hospital, I believe. And uh, uh, I will have more in the up, in the next version of Hidden History, Hidden History American Memory Hall, which hopefully will be coming out next year. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a lot more in depth about Joe McCarthy uh, I'm trying to resurrect his reputation because he was unfairly treated. He was right about a lot of stuff. He was good friends with Jay, uh, with um, the Kennedy family, but especially old Joe Kennedy. Old Joe had the right the right enemies. FDR hated him. Churchill hated him. Harry Truman hated him. Uh, he was for peace. He was a World War One anti-war protester. RFK Jr. is one of the talks about that. 
he wanted to keep us out of World War II. He knew, uh, you know, what a mess World War I was, and he was part of the America First Committee. Um, again, he knew about the Federal Reserve. And again, thanks to RFK Jr., I would have never known about this, but in his book, he talked about how there was a commission set up in the 1950s. I had never heard of it to investigate the, um, the CIA and what its role should be. Old Joe Kennedy was the most outspoken member of the committee, and he um, recommended that they take away all power from the CIA except for strict, uh, very regulated foreign intelligence gathering. And uh, needless to say, this made him a, a huge enemy, as uh, Bobby Kennedy has pointed out during his campaign. Uh, he doesn't want to say it that often, but I've heard him say it, that um, the CIA, Alan Dulles and the CIA hated the Kennedys before JFK entered the White House because of that. And then, of course, when JFK fires Alan Dulles at the Bay of Pigs, obviously that uh, exacerbated things. You can see that these the, the Kennedy family has the right name. So the people that keep arguing that they're, I, I don't know how they're part of any power elite. They keep getting killed. You know, I, I talk about uh, the Kennedy body count, but it's different from all the other body counts that I tabulate. Going back to the FDR body count, they had a substantial one. Uh, obviously, the Clinton, LBJ, uh, both Bushes, Obama, they all, Donald Trump doesn't have a body count that I can find, by the way. They all have body counts. But uh, the Kennedy body count is big, it's impressive, but the bodies in the Kennedy body count are Kennedys. They're getting knocked off, not their enemies, not those who you know, are whistleblowers that threaten to expose them or whatever. So that's what differentiates. They keep getting, and I, I think that kind of, speaks uh, to where they stand in terms of uh, the political issues of the day, in terms of, you know, what, what side are they on? Well, I, I don't think that you'd keep getting knocked off in unnatural ways, which they have been, if you were uh, on the right side or so-called or, or with them. Let's see what else we have. And uh, okay. I'm looking to see if we have Karen Carpenter's in there now. Old Joe Kennedy, Karen Carpenter says like a folk song. Yes, yes, it does. And then uh, White Wolf says he was in coots with Cardinal Spellman, who is a notorious pederast. Uh, I don't know, brother. I, I just can't. I would. Uh, and White Wolf says if JFK was real, he would have told the world about the Ryan Meadows Operation Paperclip, the fake moon. Well, again, maybe he didn't know about the fake moon. I, I I would imagine they didn't let him in on it. And of course they didn't go to the moon until after he died. Um, he certainly talked about a lot of stuff. As I pointed out, he was one of the last critics that was allowed until I, um, Karen Carpenter points out, well, that's, that's a good point. The Trump body count is in VAERS and other some true you could do, but, but again, that's, uh, it's not quite the same as the, the body counts of these other people or these, uh, cause obviously none of the people who got the vaccine or really threatened Trump or his power directly. I mean, he was obviously stupid and reckless to support it. And obviously it's part of the Trumpenstein project, but uh, let me see. And yes, it is. But yeah, if you, if you can't claim, if you include that as the Trump body count, then yeah, it would probably be uh, the biggest one of all, I guess. Let's see what we have here. Um, I think I had another story, didn't I? I might not have got them all up here. Okay, switching gears. Kind of on that, like, let's do, uh, and I think this tells us again where the Republicans are and where RFK Jr. is alone among the Democrats. Uh, 
everybody in both parties is uh, supporting this nonsense in the Ukraine. Pence makes a surprise visit to Ukraine and meets with Zelensky. And uh, he also said, uh, let's see if I can find the quote in here. He called on the U.S. to deliver more military aid and criticized GOP rivals who have questioned the ongoing U.S. involvement, saying there is no room in the party for Putin apologists and pushing it back against those who want the U.S. to take on a more limited role on the world stage. So, I mean, can you get there? Man, there's, there's the boy. That's the guy that uh, our boy Trump picked as his vice president. Probably didn't agree with any rhetoric that Trump had ever espoused. And yet uh, we're supposed to believe that... Uh, <laughs> that this was legitimate. But uh, Trump, I mean, obviously Pence, the only way Pence could possibly win a primary, they would have to rig it more than they did for Rick Santorum. This guy is, you know, he's got nothing at all. He's as boring and uh, predictable and establishment oriented as it gets. Um, he has, I believe he's also connected to, connected to some kind of wrestling scandal, not, not himself, but I think he's connected in some way. Uh, so he's, uh, his anti-gay stance may be uh, protesting too much, as we see too often. I don't know that, but that's what I've heard. So that's what, but of course, you know, RFK Jr. is talking very much about the, about we should not be spending the money there. Let me see here. White Wolf is saying Kennedy used to be talking about how Louis Pasteur was a fraud and how like but well, look, I mean, what he's doing is pretty good. I mean, I saw him yesterday and he's and he was talking about he uh, and I've seen him in several interviews. He, he's he goes pretty far. I don't know how far you want him to go. I mean, none of us are going to be allowed on these stages. And he uh, he talks about how uh, the polio vaccine, the measles vaccine, and all this stuff, which is what research has shown, is that. Uh, the, these things were going away before the vaccine. So he's basically saying the vaccine didn't eradicate it. And that's, again, that's going against almost everyone in the so-called normal world. It's a very bold stance to taste, take. So he, in a way, he's, he is, I guess, he's not really supporting Louis Pasteur by saying that. Uh, but uh, what's the latest on the vaccine? I'm hearing very little. Let's see if I had, I think I had a story. Let me see if I had a story about that. And again, I appreciate, I uh, apologize. I'm not, you know, I'm just learning the ropes here. So let's see if I can, I thought I put a, uh, what did I see? I did. Hmm. Okay. I thought I put it up here. Let me find it. I think I can find it in my bookmarks. I believe I bookmarked something about the vaccines. Uh, maybe I didn't. No, I thought I did. But again, I think most of the um, the the we're, we're still saying I think the same stuff there in terms of the vaccines, where nothing has really changed. Uh, and it's it, people that believe it are going to believe it. And that's the, uh, that's where we stand now. I mean, we, what are we supposed to, uh, you, you can't fight. I mean, when you've, when you've had seven, eight boosters and you're still, you're still allegedly getting whatever this thing is and you're still defending it and that's what they're doing. Okay. I'm going to see if I can, obviously I didn't get enough stories. Let's see. Okay. 
switching gears, and uh, we're going to go to this little thing. I don't know if you guys have been watching Tucker Carlson's show on Twitter, and I know people think he's a disinfo agent, but to me, he looks stronger than ever, and he's just he's real smooth at what he does. Again, maybe he's a complete fraud, but uh, this Abby Grossberg here, this is you talk about a psyop. This, this, I mean, look at that look. Like, I mean, I, she looks so sad there. It's like she just won twelve million dollars for nothing, for basically being a virtue signaler. Um, look at that. I mean, she looks like she just lost her entire family. Uh, She's, I mean, just look at that, that, that's, you know, that's the kind of face, it's not even a resting bitch face that you see all the time. I don't know what that is, but I know if somebody like that was working near me in an office, I'd be scared of saying anything to her. And obviously uh, that would be a, a smart way to approach it, considering that he's, uh, he's going to get $12 million from Fox News. And remember that this is, this is all based on, um, her perception that uh, this was a um, a misogynistic atmosphere. The way she described it, it was basically like every atmosphere that existed in every workplace for you know, a century or so until uh, this this craziness came along. And I'm not saying obviously there were excesses and uh, things that maybe shouldn't have happened, but this is absolutely ridiculous. Exactly, there's malicious. And the, the great thing about it is Tucker Carlson is wrapped into this. Tucker Carlson never met her. They didn't work together. And so the idea that he, but he's responsible for it because it was his, uh, his show. But this, this woman came in, and of course, her name is Grossberg. So you can uh, guess that she, you know, when she was upset about, she she was offended and claimed it was anti-Semitic that they had Christmas lights up. I mean, this I, I don't know what to say to that. That's absurd. And, and you wonder why there are genuine anti-Semites in the world. It's that kind of craziness. It really is. And uh, so anyhow, she's, uh, she's going to get $12 million. So once again, the system shows that uh, it rewards people who absolutely do not deserve to be rewarded. Jennifer Baltz, good to say, I recognize you. Good to see you. Abby must be up for an Oscar. Yeah, well, she's... Um, she's definitely... Uh, her performance is, is getting her a lot of money. White Wolf says, I think we agree the whole pandemic is a crock. Absolutely. Well, I I, I hope, um, White Wolf, I don't know if you read my book, but you, that's what Masking the Truth is about. You can see it's behind me on the shelf. Um, if you haven't get, uh, read it, please get it. So many of you told me about extra copies and very gratified for that. Uh, please review it. It needs more it's, It needs more reviews on Amazon, even though I know I told you to buy it somewhere else and maybe Amazon won't let you review it or at least rate it. Same thing with Goodreads. It's Goodreads has changed over there, but it's still an important place for writers, and uh, it's getting almost no attention over there. And it's, you know, it's, I think it finally got up on Google Books. It took forever to get up, way longer than any of my other books have ever taken to get on Google Books. And um, it's still, last time I checked, is it on WorldCat, which is the big uh, database for libraries. And I've never had that happen ever to any of my books. So I don't know what's happening there, uh, but I, I suspect the subject material is uh, is, is uh, jumping out at them. And so we have to fight this algorithm with all we can. So I appreciate everybody who supported me so far. But White Wolf, definitely, uh, if you read the book, I'm nobody else is, is saying what I'm saying. I mean, I'm coming out. I'm, I'm going from, as I said, I go from point A 
I don't start a lot of these people. They're good people. Naomi Wolf, RFK Jr., um, Peter McCullough, Alex Berenson. A lot. They, you know, they've written books, fine books, but they started about point D. They accept, you know, they accept. Well, there was a virus. I don't accept that. I analyze. Okay, what was it? Let's start in China. What happened there? When people were supposedly dropping dead in the streets, and a woman was going around spitting on doorknobs, and they were nailing people in there, shutting their heads—just nonsense, absolute fear porn. And um, so, I don't accept that. And so, the book—the the, the first part of the book—is a description of all that lunacy. And I—I I include the empty hospitals. I include the dancing nurses. Nobody else is talking about that. The fake uh, refrigerated trucks were all, they were all filmed by uh, citizen journalists as being in the off position. They were not containing any bodies as uh, the crazy mainstream media was saying over and over again. And it's the effort to be nonstop uh, fear porn. So my book, it does, obviously I'm coming out. I don't I'll call it a hoax because that's a triggering word, but I call it a psyop, the greatest psyop in the history of the world. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it must be as for us. Let's see what I'm missing here. Well, White Wolf, that's his, it, it, he, I'm not hearing about any quack scene horror stories. And I have a lot of, you know, and that's, I was talking about that with my son the other day. And, uh, you know, I'll be on Jeff Rents again, money. And, and he and so many others have talked about, I, I got to tell you, you know, maybe this is a triple reverse psyop or something. But when I'm driving around now, uh, it doesn't look to me like there's a 40% increase in the death rate. I, I see more traffic than ever. When I go to places, they're almost always packed. Now, you know, I live in a congested area, the northern, uh, the Washington, D.C. suburbs. So it, it is an always crowded area. But, and as you point out, and I, again, I'm not wishing death on any of my extended family members. I mean, you know, they, they, you know, they, uh, they all got the vaccine. They all believe in it. They all think I'm crazy and irresponsible and dangerous, I'm sure. But uh, none of them have had any repercussions at all that I know of. If they are, they're covering up completely and they're just not talking about it. So um, that has been my experience as well. And again, I'm not suggesting that I want that, but uh, one would expect to see it. Um, something like that. Karen Carpenter says there are two healthy men in their thirties, my friends and family who have died. So, yeah. And, and I hear from so many other people. So maybe White Wolf and I have just been lucky, but uh, It says evolution was a hoax. That and the earth is not whizzing through space and then the moonlight. There you go, brother. Well, we're on the same page, White Wolf. I, I agree with all that. I think evolution, and I talk um, all the time about, you know, there wouldn't have been any uh, eugenicist movement if it hadn't been for evolution. It, it, it flows directly from evolution. Evolution came up with this idea that there was a fittest, survival of the fittest. What does the fittest mean? What does that mean? That by, by its very definition, it means that there are people who aren't fit, the fittest. They're the, the very bottom, they would be like the unfittest of all. And that's where the four sterilization laws came in. The first one was signed uh, by then governor of New Jersey, Woodrow Wilson, very early eugenicist who went on to uh, uh, get us into World War I, obviously, and did a little, tried to get in the League of Nations, which became the United Nations. Very dangerous. I'd probably put him as number three of the worst presidents uh, after the, the top two. I mean, you can't touch Lincoln and FDR. But, uh, of course, and these are basically they're the top, these are the top three. <laughs> top three, according to the court historians, because they, uh, they did the kind of job they wanted to. They brought in tyranny and consolidated power and everything. But um, 
without that concept of the fittest, they wouldn't have been able to have forced sterilization and be concerned about who's reproducing, uh, you know, who's who's fit to reproduce. And that's what it's all based on. And that's why this this monstrous lie, the greatest hype in the history of the world of COVID, is built around eugenicism. And that's why they they want to kill people and they appear to be doing it, despite the fact that like I said I don't see any evidence of it in my area. But uh, I, I have no reason to doubt people like uh, Karen and so many others that I hear. I mean, I've, I've heard people say, I've had 30 some people that I know well that that died, obviously, the vaccine. Uh, you know, it's just obviously if the death rate has gone up 40 percent, then there's got to be a lot of that going on. But I, I'm with you. And, you you know, I feel about the magic ball whizzing through space. And uh, the, you know, that came right from the moon. Once you once you once you go from the moon landing, it's, it's a short jump from there. Can't see if you have anything else. I'll go to the next story here. Okay. Let's see what the next thing is. And obviously, I didn't get enough uh, stories here. I'm not a very good judge of time, like how long it's going to take to, uh, but I can add more in. So, um, okay, there's a couple of stories in the same. Again, this is the woke stuff. This one caught my eye over on Godlike Productions. News directors at a Michigan TV station ousted after telling staff to get both sides of Pride coverage. Now, think of that. That's, and there's the lovely uh, participants of the Pride Parade. And, uh, you know, who can't, uh, who can't uh, be enthralled by that? But just think of this. This is, and this is happening everywhere. They, they, this, these news directors wanted to get both sides. In other words, they wanted to cover it impartially which is what they should at least all be paying lip service at. They don't even pay lip service to this anymore. They fired these people for wanting to cover both sides, basically to, to acknowledge that there was opposition to this. Not everybody loves the pride parade. Nobody, everybody loves pride. This concept of, you know, as, as Norm MacDonald said, you know, it was great. He's, he had the perfect response to this. It's not an achievement. You know, being gay or whatever, certainly being, you know, non-binary or one of 57 genders is not an accomplishment. It's nothing to be proud of. And uh, pride itself is one of the seven deadly sins. So people who are religious are going to resent people being excessively proud anyhow. But especially if something like this, which I think, you know, uh, whatever you should feel about this, it's, it certainly isn't pride. This is a Michigan NBC affiliate. They wanted to scale back coverage of Pride Month events and directed the station journalists to get both sides on LGBTQ issues, the source uh, said, told CNN. This is just unbelievable. So the, the, the polarizing nature of Pride events has upset some of the conservative viewers. We need to recognize that some stories related to LGBTQ issues are going to be controversial and polarizing our community, the memo said. While you personally may not agree with a certain position, people are entitled to their opinions and they are our viewers. Sounds pretty reasonable to me, but that guy lost his job for being reasonable. You can't be reasonable in America 2.0. We're covering pride events. We need to consider how they make the story balanced and get both sides of the issue, she added. The memo sparked fierce backlash. There you go from the newsroom staff. And again, this is how anybody cannot look at today's left. These people, they they are absolutely batshit crazy. They have and for people that talk about tolerance, they have zero tolerance for opposing views. They will not brook any dissent. 
if you disagree with them, they want you fired or at, at worst and, and at best and jailed. They want you prosecuted as some kind of criminal at worst. And that's where they're headed. That's where they're going. I want another story that will talk about that. They are they're, this is again. These are all footsteps, and, and the, we're, they're not meaning any opposition to this. Whereas every every Republican should be outraged about this. You think they are? I mean, maybe you know one of the Freedom Caucus or something will talk about it. If they're in opposition, they should be in lockstep. To where are the churches? What happened to the Catholic League League of Decency? That was a that was a big deal even back in like the eighties, nineties. I don't know. I, I guess they don't exist anymore, or they don't care. I guess they're too busy setting up sanctuary cities for um, limerence, but this should certainly be. I mean, this is the same group that used to, you know, get upset, you know, a hundred years ago if uh, they showed a, a, a man and a woman sitting on the same bed in movies uh, with a haze code. So they've gone kind of from one extreme to the other. Now they they're silent. And where where are the all the the, the pastors, the the born againers, the fundamentalist preachers who talk by going to hell? We talk about it nonsense, constantly screaming the fire and brimstone. They're okay with this 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 transgender madness. I don't see in them organizing any marches. I don't know. Maybe are they talking about it in their? I doubt it. I think they're too busy asking for money. But this is a. Um, and here, it's, 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 this guy says a next star spokesman confirmed to CNN that the company had made changes. In other words, they fired him. To ensure its ability to continue providing outstanding local news coverage and service to the Grand Rapids community. As these are internal personnel decisions involving matters of personal privacy, we'll decline further comment. That's been something. So that's so they they to, to ensure further sterling news coverage, uh, they fire these people. So that's interesting. That's the way that works. And there, there's our special guest. All right, let me uh let me get Chris in here. Ladies and gentlemen, the Hall of Fame legendary researcher, podcaster of uh, a record-setting number of podcasts, set for the Guinness Portable Records of the most podcasts, Chris Graves, welcome. Thank you, Mr. Jeffries. How are you doing? <coughs> well, good. I'm trying. I'm trying to do this by myself. I'm, I'm, I'm actually getting the stories up, so that's good. But I actually, I didn't. Obviously, I should have picked more stories. Obviously. So Are you okay. having difficulty still putting the uh, articles up on the screen? No, I, I'm able to do that. I just okay. didn't. Uh, I didn't get enough of them to begin with, so I don't want to. I, you know, I can't go hunt and seek for it. I, I underestimated how long I'd be talking about it, and I underestimated my attention span, where I'm constantly going from it. But now you're here, so we can uh, talk about more. So, uh, so how, how's the book going, Don? <laughs> well, it's you know, it's. I think it's doing well. Uh, the Amazon ranking is. Uh, it's always pretty decent and I haven't been able to get on coast to coast with you. I'm still working on that. I think I will be able to, and that'll, that'll shoot it up. But all my other books had that coast to coast thing to trigger it. Well, uh, that's, had, that's with Richard, right? Richard. Surratt. Yeah. Well, Richard, Richard is, um, Richard Sierra's a great guy. Great. He had me on conspiracy show, but for whatever reason, he thought that they had told him they were reluctant to have, you know, what I was saying, that kind of thing on the show. So I'm, uh, but I'm trying another guest host and, He's at least seen seems maybe interested. So we'll see if I can get on with that. But so I'm impressed that it's it's doing as well on Amazon as it is, considering I told everybody to buy it on Lulu. We held it back for a couple of weeks and uh, it hasn't been on coast to coast. So Sam Tripoli certainly helped and uh, Red Pill 78. Some of those shows are uh, David Knight have been good. So um, 
Oh, I think guard. it's guard show too. Yeah. Guard show, yeah, and and guard, you know, guard, guard, and so many others have bought extra copies. I can't tell people how much I appreciate that. You know, you know, guard alone, I think, bought more copies than my entire family, <laughs> in spite of all my books. But so, uh, so that was pretty cool. So um, yeah, guard's awesome. Yeah, it is. So that so it's um, I think it's doing well, and I want to see more reviews. It needs a lot more reviews on Amazon and. So I hope people can able or can break through that there. They may not, since they probably didn't buy it on Amazon, but they should still let you rate it. Yeah. So, uh, and I tell people again, I hate asking favors, but uh, it doesn't cost you anything. And uh, if you've gone to the trouble to buy the book and read it, then uh, do a free favor. And just because those numbers are important, that's why I don't ever completely tell people to ignore Amazon because that's where people go. It's the only place that shows numbers. Yeah. You, know, you can't really tell from Barnes and Noble, but but Amazon tells so people can look and they can see. And most people are followers; they don't think for themselves. And yeah. the the idea to try is to try to get people that aren't in our world, people outside the choir, to maybe take a look at this. And those are the people that are for they're surfing through Amazon. They come upon my book, uh, and they see you know a lot of ratings on it. They may be likely to check it out. If they don't, they're just going to scoff and go on. They may still do that. but So that's why the numbers are important. But uh, anyway, So what's new with you? Well, no, just uh, just resting up, uh, just trying to, uh, you know, live day to day. Uh, about to listen to your latest interview. Uh, I think you posted that earlier today. Power Hour? Yeah, I love the Power Hour. And that, that goes this. back a long time, Power Hour. Yes, I was on there uh First couple times with the late Joyce Riley, just yeah, wonderful lady. Uh, very sad, died way before her time. And she was very supportive of me. And uh, but the new guy they have, uh, Dave, and he's you know he's he's pretty cool too. And they, I like the fact they have lots of great callers. You know, I love shows where you can get callers. And uh, so one day we'll get callers back. But hopefully, the new free FM show we're gonna we'll be able to have callers there because I like to. I oh, like yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Billy Ray was talking about that on uh, on Tom Cooper and I's uh, show there uh, a couple yeah. weeks ago. Uh, hey, you guys are going to do like a presentation in September, right? Like in New York City. Yeah, September 9th. Yes, if you go there, and I, you know, I don't travel too much, so that'll be interesting. Yeah. You see me out of my element. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's going to be us, and uh, I'm I'm going to be there. My son's John's going with me. Uh, we're going to have. Um, you have a whole presentation already uh, in planning? No, of course not. I probably won't even have anything. I'll probably, I'll probably just wing it. That's what I do. But uh, maybe I will. I don't know. We'll see. I'm not, you know, <laughs> I like to you be. Know, a, maybe, uh, you know, September 11th oriented or just. Uh, I think, well, Richard Gage is going to be there. One of the yeah. speakers. No, certainly. I'm sure that's what he'll talk about. So um, yeah. I don't know that I can match him and yeah. talking about it. But um, probably because by that time, I'll have more concrete information, probably on hidden history. The former. The book formerly known as Hidden History 3, which is uh, going to be called right. something else, I guess, now. You know, you, you actually could counter uh, Richard Gage because he doesn't, because architects and engineers, which I know he's not a part of anymore. Yeah. They only uh, concentrated on the World Trade Center, like the controlled demolition stuff. They never got into Flight 93, the Pentagon, you know, Logan Airport, things like that. So you would actually probably know more about that stuff than... Than him on no, you know, other aspects of 9/11. Well, right. probably so. So we would, you know, we'll uh, could be a good counterbalance to his. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, by that time, who knows what the status of RFK Jr.'s campaign will be? There'll yeah. probably be other stuff to talk about. And I, I, um, 
I can see in the chat room and I can see on my, uh, you know, I wrote about him on Substack and uh, yeah, I can see on um, just, uh, and most people are not buying into it. I, I, and I, when I read to, when I go on the JFK assassination research forms, why I go there anymore, I don't know, <laughs> but I do just, and, and I mainly just do it to see, to gauge what they're saying about him right. because uh, it's, they're, I wouldn't say overwhelmingly against them, but there are more people that are against him than than not. Right. And uh, it's really ridiculous because this is these people are devoting their lives to these these cases where and they have a presidential candidate for the first time in history that is openly saying the government killed his uncle and his father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, you'd think the rest of the that's why I try to tell you, I know he's not perfect on he's not right on a lot of issues. Uh, troubling statements about climate change, and but he's he's also he's he's, he's also being he's misrepresented a lot. Like I saw that News Nation uh, thing he did, which was really good. Uh, he handled himself really well. And first of all, he's very self-deprecating, where yeah. he he made fun of his own voice early on, and he said, "I I can't stand to listen to myself, so I feel sorry for you people." And he explained <laughs> what it was, and and that's that's the way to do it. That's the way to disarm criticism because obviously he's he would want to have a stronger voice if he could. And it's, you know, it's not his, but he's. And he's taking the thunder away uh, right off the bat from people like Trump later on that may uh, debate him, you know? Yes. Yeah. So, well, I made fun of myself. What can you do or say about it? That's you know? right. That's I, it's always what I've tried to do. I always try to anticipate people's criticism and, yeah. and, and use self-deprecating humor. And then they really can't do it then. Yeah. You know, it's like, they, well, he, he knows. He just said it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. What's well, obvious? Thunder. Yeah. Right. It's and and he, but he, um, if you listen to him, he, he got uh, better though with that surgery. Yes, he did. Yeah. He did. That did help. He did get better. And he's, he's, you know, like the on the gun thing. He he was very. He said, "I defend the Second Amendment." He said, "I I think I don't think it would be right to take people's guns away." He said that directly. But the woman kept pushing him, pushing him. She was, you know, she was a typical horribly biased journalist. That, you know, what are you talking about? CDC, all these people say vaccines are safe, you know. And so he held it himself really well, but she pushed him and pushed him and pushed him, said, would you sign an assault weapons ban? And uh, and so he finally said, look, if the Democrats and Republicans, if they all agreed to something, and I looked at it and I was okay with it, I'd sign it. But I mean, so, you know, I don't like that necessarily, but it was it was unfair to act like he wanted to do it because he, he started out, first of all, saying no. And uh same thing with climate change. He talks, he's talking about, and he has those troubling. And I told Sherry Tenpenny when she was on this show, yeah. I don't know if she, cause she's friends with them. And she was just on some, uh, the other day they had a uh, symposium that uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. hosted that Sherry Tenpenny was on with some other people. And uh, I think they called them the disinformation dozen according to the mainstream media. <laughs> so, so they were just doling out the disinformation. And uh, so, I had told her, I said, when you see him, tell him, you know, he really needs to address some of those comments, especially the one where he said climate change deniers should be jailed or whatever. Yeah. I mean, he needs to, you know, I mean, if, if people can deny other controversial things they said, that's something should be easy for him to do. But right. she said, yeah, he should. So I, I don't know if she did or not, but I, and I, I understand in a way he's also trying to pander. That's why I made the comments. I think about affirmative action, which we talked about too. Yeah. But, um, I think he's trying. He is running as a Democrat for some unknown reason, but uh, I, I. But I don't know what what choice he has. Would he be accepted by Republicans? <laughs> no, 
No, I mean he could he could try independent, but we know the the chances of every independent movement would have, and then they really attack him then because they would presumably think he'd be taking support from Democrats. I don't know, but uh, well, but I know you're about ten ten to fifteen years ago. He had a meeting with Jesse Ventura about uh, about running for uh, president and vice president, but on an independent ticket, and yeah. he entertained it for I don't know uh, a little while. Because uh, mm -hmm. according to Jesse, so the governor, um, that would have yeah. been interesting, you know. Because then you take the uh, you take the Democratic thing out altogether, you know, and you still got the Kennedy uh, component, you know. Well, you would. I, I think that <laughs> I don't think that ticket can happen now because. Uh, oh well, yeah, no. Jesse. Uh, I think I, I heard. I don't know, but that's what people say. Jesse's on board with the with the COVID and the vaccine stuff. No, obviously. Will, yeah. Yeah, that's right. RFK's main uh, thing. He's been attacking. They're really not talking about the assassinations at all. Yeah, the not. media. They're just constantly attacking him. And as I, I said, like he now should have a fix to his name, anti-vaxer, just like uh, yeah. Manuel Manuel Noriega was Panamanian strongman, and uh, David <laughs> Koresh was cult leader. David Koresh, cult, cult pedophile. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So now, uh, what are we going to do to save the children? Jana Reno's like, let's burn them. That's right. Like well, that's they, she stopped them from being abused again. That's I guess so. Yeah. They never had to worry about having sex, let alone being sexually abused. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, Reno did it. But uh, yeah, and again, that's why I said when when they talk about uh, Trump, you know, as much as I write about Trump and Stein, the, the idea that this is even if these charges were, I mean, again, I don't, I think this is all part of the Trump and Stein project. But yeah. even if it was legit. And uh, they were, you know, going after him for this. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, you have the present president has done the same thing. His yeah. vice president, Pence, did the same thing. Uh, you go back to Clinton. All these people have done. Sandy Berger walked out. You know, was, nothing happened to him when he was when he was a national security advisor to, to Bill Clinton. Was security he has the archives. He put everything down his pants and walked. Yeah, out yeah. Court. I mean, how is that that crime? But you look at in recent years that. Not only, well, like I said, when Trump was impeached for nonsense, yeah. this is the same place where you, you know, we talked about David Koresh, Waco, one of the great crimes in American history, where you had a, 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 a government, an administration that attacked and killed a bunch of American citizens, most of them kids, in their home, and called it a compound and demonized it, and nothing happened to them. And in fact, they continued to blame the kids and the, and the crazy cult leader from. So, if well, that Don, was on what other famous compound did they the media label? The, uh, the are you talking about the Philadelphia move or the term compound? What's yeah, the, what's the other famous compound besides the Koresh's compound? Okay, I guess you're not talking about the Philadelphia move compound, the black group that Kennedy Kennedy compound. Oh, that's true. Everything became a compound. That's true. They do call it the compound. I never thought of that, and that yeah. never occurred to me that they're. Because yeah, you you're right. All they these have words compound. They have long. You're right. Dwelling. And I, yeah. and I don't think they. Uh, I don't think they called. Uh, you know, any other. There's uh, a reason for that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they call. It, I doubt Obama's place in. Uh, yeah, the, the Obama uh, compound. <laughs> the compound, or yeah. <laughs> he and the next president maybe are uh, sharing that. Uh, even uh, even Mar-a-Lago is not the Trump compound. That's right. You're, you're a good point, Chris. That that is that's why I love having Chris on. He, he catches things I don't catch. That's great. But it's important though because the media picked that up like the Kennedy curse. Instead, oh, it's always bad luck. It's never you know we wanted to kill these. This, this no, no. 
And they're so, so reckless. They're so reckless. Reckless. I got yeah. so angry at Bill Maher the other day. <laughs> yeah. Bill Maher had Bobby Jr. on. Yes, yes, yeah. And I'm glad that he let Bobby as if I knew him or know him or something. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Kennedy, he let talk about his father at the end. About, yeah. About um, Caesar being the yeah. one that shot him. Yes, himself. yes, he did, yeah. And Bill Maher actually let him speak the whole yes, thing. He, he did. Know? But they, the, I'll tell you, the thing before that, though, when he was introducing uh, RFK Jr., he brought up John Jr. and was saying yes. how reckless he was about the plane. Yes. Yes. And that got me in a rage. Because that, that, I think yeah. RFK Jr. knows about his cousin. That's what I, you know, I, I don't know if he I, he has. I know that Skyhorse sent him hidden history. Yeah. I can't believe he didn't look at it and look at it, you know, but so. he wrote about it in his diaries. I get, remember I sent you to that, uh, Don, yeah. about, about there were phone calls coming out of Boston telling that family of, um, uh, uh, Schlossberg, Schloss, Ed Schlossberg, um, yeah. you know, basically bullying. Yes. Uh, John Jr.'s wife, you know, wife's mother you know, into going along with the burial at sea yeah. and not the burial that they actually did have planned before they died, you know? Absolutely. So I think, and that was in our, good afternoon, Mr. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Karen. Um, yeah. So I think he knows a lot more about that. I understand why he didn't, you know, cut him off. You know, I, I know why he didn't bring it up because, at that point, you know, he has other issues like with his father and his uncle. Yeah, he's, he's, I mean, I, I, I would love if I met him, that's what I would talk to. I would want to try to enlighten him on JFK Jr. Yeah. But that, cause I think he, and I think he'd be ready to accept that because, but right now, you know, he's, he's being pretty bold. Again, that's why I say everybody's the only reason I brought the thing up about Bill Maher, though, not to cut yeah. you off. The only reason I brought that up is because that people like Bill Maher, keep perpetuating that Kennedy curse or their reckless myth in the media. And we all know that John Jr. was not reckless. Uh, I just had a, a guy on named Pat Shannon that talked to uh, John Jr.'s last. Yes. Lightning yeah. Instructor. Yeah. And that gentleman said that, no, he's been flying for 20 something years. He was extra, extra um, cautious when flying. So for Bill Maher to bring that up, that's why I, I just want to clarify that it, it enrages me that people like Bill Maher are still out there saying how reckless yeah. the Kennedys are. Oh, it is. It's, it's and, that's, and you can see where I'm, I'm getting from good people in this chat room. I get it on my Substack. I, I keep trying. I mean, I, a guy, I guess he didn't read my Substack, but I'm telling you this is go look at the sourcing for all these negative. And I said the Kennedys aren't a perfect family. Yeah. I mean, okay. They probably were womanizers, but. Gee, rich, rich, powerful men that were womanizers. Wow, that's you never heard about. That's, you never heard pedophilia with Kennedy. No, in no, sense, right? There's never been any any hint of any weird, you know, anything abnormal. They just like I mean, to deal with Marilyn Monroe <clears throat> being in the yes, and JFK's not that they had her killed or anything because I don't believe no, that I, she was killed. I think you know as a warning to them, but right. Uh, but here you had somebody with JFK accused of. Of having sex with the most beautiful movie stars of his era. I, I mean, but also being like so close to death that like he yes. couldn't get up in the morning. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. They're putting out simultaneous propaganda that contradicts itself. You yeah. can't you can't possibly be too sick to be president where you're almost dead. I mean, it's really again. Well, why was it FDR who held up who yes. covered up the fact he couldn't walk 
Right. Somehow he wasn't too sick to be. And by the way, he was supposedly also uh, having, he had a, a mistress and one of the women he was sleeping with was his cousin, by the way. So, those, yeah, yeah, supposedly yeah. his son was flying behind Joe Jr. Yes, plane. yes, he was behind Joe Jr. Yeah. These things are all connected. There's so many connections here. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's uh, astounding, but. To, but JFK couldn't have been a, a record-breaking porn star and also close to death at the same time. Exactly. It doesn't, these things don't, so, but if you go back and it starts with the old man, Joe Kennedy Sr. And look at the things they say about him. And it's, I'm telling you, there's just, it's always mob and CIA sources. Yes. They're all the same sources. And these are the people that hated the Kennedys. Old Joe Kennedy, he, he wanted to be president himself. And he was thinking of running in 1940 against, and he would have run, I on an anti-work platform because he and he had RFK Jr. He brings a lot of this stuff up. I did not know that old Joe Kennedy was in a World Committee. War One protester, so he didn't like war and he didn't like it for what the most basic reason. He had a precious reason not to like it, and he paid as he wrote in a letter after the war. You know, I, I paid you know a price nobody should have to pay. He lost his son and his daughter both. In the morning, he almost lost JFK. And of course, and I see people still say JFK, somebody in Substack, they, they, it's, it's a talking point. He should have been court martialed after PT1. So even, even if he was careless, I don't know, even if he was careless, he performed heroically afterwards. He tugged the guy miles in the water by with his uh, teeth and his, his life raft of uh, rope. Who, well, how John, many people? John, guess what? Hmm. George Poppy Bush, HW? Yeah. He had a camera crew. With his miraculous uh, rescue, right? <laughs> JFK didn't have, you know, didn't uh, you know think ahead to get, uh, have a camera crew capture the heroic moments. So, I mean, I to me that's, I don't know how that's not uh, how you, but there's so much hatred there for them yeah. that they, he didn't really. I mean, the, the guy wanted to be a writer. He was that's what he didn't want to be a politician. He wanted to be a journalist. So, I thought. Yeah, he wanted to be a journalist. So it's not possible that he wrote profiles and curves that he wrote. He wrote his own speeches with Ted Sorensen. Yeah. These are lies that you'll go back and they, they're not told about any other politician that, you know, I haven't been hidden history. I talk about the people on the left from Malcolm X to yeah. William Kunstler and so many others, even, and I'll have more in the next hidden history where we found more of them with Dan Rostin, Kowski and Bernie Sanders, all these people who've, who've made comments about the Kennedys that they would not make about any other Democrat there. You don't see them talking about FDR or Truman. I like that. Even even the Clintons don't get those kind of comments from Democrats. So, you know, this is there's a reason. John Barber was right. It's the second assassination of JFK. And that was yes. the media all these years to keep keep the propaganda going. You yeah, know, sure. I'll get a lot of, you know, hate mail or hate uh, tweets uh, for saying all this, you know, but yeah, something about Bobby Jr. I. I can we do any worse? <laughs> you know that. Yeah, you know. Well, that's why people tell me, and I, yeah, of course he's not perfect. What would you, you know, you would find fault with me if I was running or something? But I, you know, because you disagree with me on some things. Well, you're not going to get somebody. But he, he's being called a conspiracy theorist. He's spouting things that are from our world. Yeah, not everything. Yes, he kind of halfway defended affirmative action. I don't like that. But then he's he's trying to win the Democratic Party nomination. Right. He's so he's going to he's going to kind of try to curry favor some of the time, but he's very bold on the medical industrial complex. And no other candidate has ever been that way ever. And he's not backing down there at all. He's uh, he wants diplomacy. He wants peace. 
He talks about we need to stop this imperialist foreign policy. He talks about building up the country. I don't know if you and and uh, thank you, Karen. She watched the Fox News News Nation. Uh, it was really great. It was a, yeah. and he talked. He had a a woman that who had lost her son to a drug overdose, and uh, and again, Bobby and he's he's open about it. he was a heroin addict. So I mean, and he, so he doesn't cover that up. He talks about yeah, he was a you know he he had a, a very troubled youth, but he's overcome that. And he his brother, he lost his brother to uh, yes, yes which, he did. Well, I mean, it was suspicious on top of that, right, but right, right, but he, an overdose, you know, right. And he uh, he talked about, and it's a great idea. He wants to legalize marijuana, which any sane person should want. Or, did you, or maybe he said just decriminalize, which is probably, but no, it's good. Ridiculous. So nobody should be you know, having to face it. There shouldn't be jail Yes, time. absolutely ridiculous. But he he talked about taxing it and using the using those taxes to fund uh, what he called rehab centers out in the country. And he talked about building these things. And apparently, other countries have been successful at that, where they go out and they work in the fields and the farms and the fresh air, and they get great food and um, they get their health back that way. And apparently, it works pretty well. I think that's a pretty good idea. Again, nobody else is talking about that. And uh, we do have a huge crisis, you know, with the fentanyl and all that. And he's talked, he talked, he's cut on that uh, news nation hall. He talked about, we need the, to seal the border. Yes. He's still talking about, you know, immigration is great. We want legal immigration. Okay. I don't like that. We don't need any immigration. We have too many people, but I'll take sealing the border. And uh, so he's no other Democrats ever talked about that. I don't think. And <laughs> right. uh, we know Trump didn't seal the border and none of the other Republicans want to. So I don't know what's not to like. And, and again, to top it off, he's talking about his his, his father and his uncle were assassinated uh, by the United States government, CIA. I, I never thought I'd live to see a political case, especially we still want Kennedy yeah. openly saying, because the whole idea of Robert Kennedy, we taught is that he, behind the scenes, he was thinking this stuff. But openly he had to play the game about, well, Bobby Jr. is not playing any game. He's coming out right out and saying this, and he and he knows the subject matter. As you mentioned, and Bill Maher, and he, I don't know, if, and Bill Maher, I, I used to hate the guy, but everyone else has gotten so bad. He's actually better than a lot of them at this point. He's less he objectionable to me because at least he, and he let Bobby, he didn't really. He I had problems with Bill Maher based on like statements about like building seven and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But, but you can see that. Um, but he was against the, uh, a lot of the COVID stuff, you know. Yeah, so and he, that. he does talk about cancel culture, and he uh, he no. uh, he allowed Bobby to go on about Thane Caesar and uh, the shots and yeah. how uh, it couldn't be possible. You know, to, the I was way actually they, surprised how long he let him. Go yes, on. and he didn't, and he said it's that's so. Con he said open and shut. He basically acted like he was convinced by Bobby at the end. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's pretty amazing. And he didn't really poo-poo Bobby, Bobby's uh, statements about his uncle either, you know. He basically no. was like, he, I think Bill even said at one point, he goes, so Sir, Sirhan was another Oswald, you know. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. Makes and, me and, think that that's what Bill, the conclusion that Bill was had was that Oswald wasn't guilty either. Well, I remember watching his, his, his and that's where I really had a negative impression about it. Back then I was working in the... One of my many easy jobs in IT, uh, and uh, I was working nights back then, but uh, we had a little TV in the data center and uh, so back in the uh, 90s, and uh, it could only get, a, you had to stick the antenna against the window, you know, we didn't have cable yet. The and, rabbit uh, ears, I remember Rabbit that. ears, and so uh, we could get like ABC at night, and that 
good uh, late night was uh, politically incorrect with Bill Maher. So I used to turn that on in the background all the time. And I just had to, I, I kept waiting for them to actually have somebody on that was politically incorrect, but they never did. No, and, they, uh, had, they had Norm Norm on. I heard the statement. Oh, did they? Well, I think, yeah. that, I, I think they had, I think Norm was on the, the later show, I think. No, he, 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 well, was he on that? I missed him if he had. I don't know. Well, the only reason I know that is because while I was recuperating all week, I was watching old Norm McDonald clips again because it makes yeah. you feel better. And there was a politically incorrect one that he was on with uh, Meatloaf, and they were, uh, yeah, he was pretty, uh, <laughs> he was pretty uncensored for ABC. I was kind of surprised. Cool. So. Yeah, Norm, uh, later on, he wouldn't really associate with Bill Maher too much because uh, Norm was more conservative than most comics. Oh, would, and, oh and, yeah, he was. Well, and Karen, he was a conspiracy theorist as well. Yes, he was. Karen, Karen uh, Carpenter is saying that she watched it. So, Karen, are you saying that that uh, Dr. Tenpenny asked uh, RFK Jr. about the comment about climate change? I, I, that's the way I take that, I think. Said she did ask that. Well, that's fantastic. Maybe you can clarify it, but that's she listened to me. That's pretty cool. That's and I and if so, what did he say? What was his response? That's what I'd like to know. Yeah. Um, Ovar Busy, my friend in the UK. Good evening from the UK. I really appreciate uh, people watching, obviously, from all over the world. Let's see if, if Karen, I'll get to your answer. You and uh, RFK Jr. connected somehow. Well, we have, you know, it's it, not through Sky Horse some other way. Well, Sherry, know? Sherry Tenpenny acts like it should be really easy, and she's acted that way in the past before. But I, I think I scare him. He knows who I am. But yeah, I think you he, know uh, about his cousin. You know about yeah. And I, I can't help mentioning. I'm sorry. I can't. How do I not include the death of his wife? He brought that up on Bill's show too. He, yeah, he did mention it. But I mean, you have to include it as unnatural death. She was found yeah. hanged in a barn. Uh, they were getting divorced, and it, it was right. That diary got. Yes, got, she asked, she leaked the diary to the New York Post. New York Post. So, and again, I don't think he did it. Obviously, you know, but no, right. but again, these are uh, these are you know people that are Kennedys dying these things. It's the exact opposite of what you see in most body counts. So, I'm on your side, RFK Jr. If somehow you're listening to the show, but uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, well, Megan Walsh was right, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, Megan Walsh. I, had, I don't know. Have not heard from Megan since then. But Tempany did ask hard questions. I've actually had a guest on a couple of my shows. She goes by the name of Dana. Um, I've seen her a name. I don't know, but that would be a she'd be a great guest for you too, uh, Don, because uh, she's been covering Dave McGowan's pedophocracy series and everything. Oh, and cool, cool. She's been di dissecting it. Instagram just canceled her for like a couple mm. of months. She talked mm. about the thing I like to talk about, false memory syndrome, and how it was not an actual syndrome. Right. So she is feeling the brunt of the cancel thing too right now. So okay, hopefully okay. she can keep going with uh, the YouTube. Uh, YouTube actually has uh, not canceled her, but Instagram has at the moment. So. Well, thank you. It's great to be back on YouTube. You say you get more people with YouTube, but... Uh... And you did too. That's right. You just got the axe. Like yeah, well, just well because right? I, I don't know why uh, Mary Maxwell. I don't know. I don't think we were talking about it that much, but obviously we got to. And Tony ought to remind him to get this, take this show down right away. So watch this live here, but you're not going to see it after that. There's plenty of other places to watch it. And that's but, right. Uh, Kenny Bunkport is not called the Bush Compound. That's right. There's oh, the, that's right. A, exactly. Exactly. They don't reason yeah. for that too. That's right. And Doug Waters also said he's been reading my new book. It's great. Thanks, Doug. I appreciate it. And, you know, I have not heard one 
uh, person say that it wasn't great. So, uh, you know, yeah. so, so hopefully, so everybody seems to love it so far. So hopefully, uh, you know, not so that you haven't had those uh, one-star uh, jerks uh, that David yet, no. on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Doug says maybe RFK Jr. read my work on JFK. Well, look, he He's had to have. I know he has hidden history. I know he does. Uh, well, first of all, he had more than one copy because I, through a friend, I can't. You know, then again, this person strongly right. requested to remain anonymous. A couple people did. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, I got uh, I, a way to send him hidden history. But I, I think Skyhorse had already sent it to him to try to get a blurb. And of course, he didn't do it just like Oliver Stone does it because he gets all the books, too. But I can't believe that he didn't pick it up and uh, look, especially if he looked, if he flipped through the contents and saw JFK Jr. I don't know. Maybe he did. But I, I have to think he he must have some kind of an idea of it. So uh, I wonder what he I wonder what his thoughts are on it now, because I the way he uh, he talks about how the gentleman that you had on the one that got shot first, uh, Paul Schrade, Paul Schrade, who yeah. just passed away like a year ago. Yep. He brought this up with Bill Maher too. Um, yep. He wasn't quite turned yet when it came to maybe what JFK was. Cause the, the Kennedy, uh, sibling that I met Rory was with Bobby jr. In Dallas for, uh, a six floor museum presentation. You remember that? Like ten years ago, who was, was actually? Him? It was Rory. Rory, his oh, sister. Oh, Rory. Rory, yeah, Rory was. Uh, so yes. I think he was turned around on with his uncle at the time about that, but yeah, not his yeah, father. That's the one where you could tell she was kind of uncomfortable with it because really, Kathleen. You, you can't know, find that interview, like the tape of it, to this day. No, you still can't find the interview where where RFK Jr. first came out. Right. Uh, 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 as an assassination truther uh, with the Charlie Rose interview. That nobody's ever seen oh, that yeah. interview. Yeah, yeah. Now, of course, now it's kind of, why would they be hiding it now? He's saying it openly, constantly in every interview. Right. So it seems pretty uh, ridiculous. Omar Busy wishes you love from the UK too, Chris. Thank you. Bill Marv's just wrong. RFK Jr. is amazing, patient, and calm. He talked to his brother dying, playing ski football. Being foolish, yeah. It more wasn't. Yeah, when he said that I got upset about that too. Yeah, I, he should have been. See on Bobby's face, like maybe there's more to that too. Where you know, how could he not think of it? I know. I Especially mean, we, with Sonny Bono the same week. Yes, the same week, and you know, he, you know, we, especially when you had they've had so many of these things. Yeah, you know, I mean, come on, this is a. She actually, actually, Rory, the one I was just mentioning, she was holding Michael when he was as he was dying. I believe. Yes, yeah, and Rory, and Rory uh, I liked her because she uh, she was a filmmaker, and she. I went made, to see. That's why I met her because she yeah. did. Uh, was, she about did Appalachia. Well, there was that, but it, this was on coincidentally. I it wasn't planned out this way, but it was on the twentieth anniversary of JFK Jr.'s. Uh, plane, whatever you want to call it. Um, it was actually almost to the day. It was kind of eerie. She, in Hyannis, she yeah. was showing her Apollo Apollo program documentary. And I brought my mother and sister and we went and sat in the audience and then we got to talk to her afterwards for a little, little bit. Because mm -hmm. um, it's not that far from the Kennedy compound. Wherever Kennedy they compound. She was ventured from the compound. Didn't she? Right. Which she does not live at, apparently. She's actually in Los Angeles, but she was there. So um, it was around the time of JFK Jr.'s anniversary. So um, 
the reason I brought that up, there was a reason I brought that Did up. Did you ask her a question about the wedding guest or something? Oh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. That would have taken some balls. <laughs> I wanted to, but yeah. for those out there that don't realize it, uh, Rory's wedding was the reason why JFK Jr. was flying to Hyannis. Yes. He ended up making a stop or was supposed to make a stop at Martha's Vineyard to drop off his sister-in-law. And that didn't happen. They went into the ocean after a bunch of people saw an explosion in the sky. So anyway, yeah. So I thought there was a whole reason why I went, went off of that. But anyway, yeah. So we're, oh, Rory, um, she now is a part of the rest of them that disowned her brother. But she yes. was there in Dallas with uh, about that six-floor uh, presentation that yeah, I, I was very disappointed. I was disappointed in her and Kathleen. Uh, Kathleen actually responded to me a couple of times, but she's yeah. she's clearly <laughs> she's clearly not all there because I can't. I, she she'll respond and then I hear from her a year later, and I, I just I don't know, it's ridiculous. But I felt sorry for Kathleen Kennedy because again, even even the Kennedys that are on the surface are not radical at all, right. like her. She uh, in Maryland, neighboring uh, state of mine. Maryland's been what they call a blue state, you know, a Democratic state for a long time. And she was like the only Democrat that couldn't win as governor. And I, I remember I, I had friends at the time and I, I was saying, oh, it'd be interesting to see. Ken and they, they all hated her. They, they always voted for Democrats, but they hated her. Again, the Kennedys, they they have such hatred. You know, uh, Chris, when we talked uh, the stuff that uh, – You've seen it, and we've had the, the the things, the comments that were made all over line about JFK Jr. Just horrible comments, instant jokes, and everything like that. It is yeah. tasteful that they wouldn't. I mean, there's so much hatred for him. There was a push, uh, like with his father. There was a propaganda push almost from the start about how he was a daredevil. He had the yeah. Kennedy curse. It was a gene, a daredevil gene. Remember this? Who's that? Daredevil Gene, yeah. Well, Doug Someone Waters, that worked for John Jr. at George Magazine, this psychic lady. I remember saying, yes, yes, yes. She, she was did. saying that before he was the plane was even discovered. She yes, was yeah. Saying online in 1999, uh, like that one. That's Saturday that he had a death wish. That's just some of the amazing material that uh, Chris uh, helped me unearth uh, for the upcoming hidden history of American Memory Hall, or whatever the hell they call it. Um, <laughs> Doug, Doug Waters says, do you think JFK's war record was ex exaggerated? The P.T. Boat story, Hollywood movie being made by his own office. Well, look, JFK got uh, a lot of good coverage from Hollywood, especially because he had a lot of Hollywood friends initially. And then when he died, they martyred him and talked about Camelot and everything for a while. They didn't look much as they did with Martin Luther King, but they didn't look into either of their deaths. You know, you couldn't say the one was a conspiracy. But um like with Junior, all they did that weekend was show right. him salute his father's coffin. They never talked about the weird details about the explosion no. in the sky and Todd no. Berg. And, and no, and they, if you know, it's, it certainly wouldn't be the first time they they exploited uh, something and, ex and exaggerated someone's war record. Sure, it's possible, but again, all these counter things you hear about JFK, because again, if we're supposed to believe it. It, 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 I mean, as, as far as I know, the guy who he rescued claimed he tugged him to water and all the people around, okay, maybe they all made it up and they wanted to be in Kennedy's, uh, you know, political sphere, but he wasn't a politician yet. They had no idea he was going to go that far. But at the same time, we're told he was already sickly. He already had Addison's disease. He already had a bad back. So which makes 
if it's even remotely true, it makes it all the more remarkable that the healthiest guy in the world, you know, if if Arnold, uh, you know, RFK Jr.'s Arnold Schwarzenegger body would have a hard time uh, doing that, you know, to to do that kind of a swimming feat, but sickly JFK. So I, I don't know. On the surface of it, I don't see how they could have exaggerated that much. Certainly, making a movie out of it while he's in the White House. Yeah, that was again. That's. Hollywood's run by Democrats. A lot of people in Hollywood like JFK because they like Democrats. So I'm sure that had something to do with it. But the attacks on him, and again, I see it all the time. He should have been court-martialed on this stuff. Okay, you could say it was exaggerated. Maybe it was light up. Well, what do you mean he should have been court-martialed? Nobody died. And he, yeah, yeah. if the story is true, he saved people. So even if he made a mistake, he, you know, he, he, he really he made up for crisis. It. He did more yes. than in Vietnam. So, you know, that's why he should have been court-martialed, right? Because uh, yeah, exactly. he didn't want to go along with Northwoods, I guess. Exactly. exactly. There's so many. John Bassiglin says his PT story is legit. PT boat was split in half by a Japanese. Yeah, I mean, that's what we've heard. I mean, I, I don't, I don't. again, certainly they can make up anything they want. But if they made up something to benefit Kennedy, um, they certainly aren't doing it anymore because they do so many things. Kennedy, it's, you just look at historical figures, and my hidden history books are all that way, where uh, – Certain figures, they, they've already decided, and, and uh, RFK Jr. actually came close to my language in that News Nation interview. He was talking about these cutout villains, and and that's why I've talked about these cardboard uh, cutout characters that are heroes and villains, and you know, certainly going back to Lincoln and the legends, yeah, Robert E. Lee and stuff like and people like that. That are they they determine the court historians and popular opinion is determined, okay, if these guys were, were here, there's no nuance. There's no, there's no, nothing like that. There's, they're looked at as, okay, this guy was evil. This guy, and you, almost all the time, the people they claim that evil were probably good. And <laughs> the people they, Abraham yeah. Lincoln and Joe yeah. McCarthy. Exactly. One's Those a are, villain, one's a hero. Yeah, exactly. You really look at it, you know, who was the real hero and who was the real villain in both those examples. Yeah. Okay, well, here's White Wolf. P.T. Anderson is a crock, you know what? JFK had health problems. It's not okay. Okay, he could not have done. Okay, well, I don't know. Well, then, but if he was had health problems, how did he screw so many women? That's right. Yeah. I mean, how did he satisfy Marilyn Monroe? He did it on the things? desk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, geez, that's how he was barely alive. People that are in that condition that are aren't even healthy enough to be present. Now, keep in mind, you had FDR that couldn't walk. Okay, who hid the fact he was paralyzed. You had Eisenhower that was having a heart attack every other week. And it was old. LBJ was constantly having heart attacks. Uh, so nobody talked about these guys. You can't, this guy's having too many heart attacks. He can't be president. But JFK, who looked healthier than any of them, well, that was the steroids. They were good. Doctor, was it Dr. Dr. Fieldgood? Again, these absurd yeah. myths. They're trying to, it's all part of the anti Kennedy thing. And it's because they don't want you to have any heroes. And I, you know, just it, when you compare the political figures of uh, of, of our lifetimes, yeah. uh, Kennedy stands above them. He just does. And uh, he, you know, he is, as Chris mentioned, he he did oppose Operation Northwoods. Uh, Operation Northwoods was a, a, an insane plan. And those of you who scoff at Sandy Hook and all these other things that uh, when we question the events there, that's exactly what Operation Northwoods was. It was they, the Challenger, Sandy Hook, and 9-11 all rolled into one, these plans. Yeah. And it's it's even it's even unclear how much how much real killing they were doing and how much fake killing, but it was all elaborate. They proposed that they were gonna have fake deaths and real yes. deaths. Yes, yeah. So they so it's 
This yeah. this again came from the CIA. The Joint Chiefs of Staffs approved it. Everybody but JFK. JFK was the only one who said, no, we can't. This is insane. And so, again, I think that speaks very well for him. And I think it also uh, speaks to the fact that if they were doing these kind of fake things 60 years ago, then why would you possibly question the fact that they couldn't do it now? It makes no sense. Um, so they're cringing. They have they no told- credibility, you know? Yeah. No, they don't. I don't think so. Doug's talking about George H.W. Bush. and uh, Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he brought their camera crew, remember? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Over our businesses. Thank you for my shout out, sir. Well, it's, I don't know what time it is over there, but I really appreciate you listening to it. Uh, Yo, let's, even, let's even look at like uh, W. Like, where was he in Vietnam? You know? Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. You know, people, they, uh, what, they fired Dan Rather after questioning that record, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it gets, it's, it's apparently Poppy Bush, George H.W. Bush, wasn't actually some kind of pilot or something. So, so, so unless they made that up, he was uh, in action. But if you look at other yeah, than but that, he had a film crew that captured his, yeah, exactly. His happen, happen, happened to film it, yeah. In the but, middle of the ocean, right. But if you look at all these other guys, none of them. Reagan was, uh, you know, served in some kind of film capacity. I don't think Ford was in the military. Carter was in the Navy, but I don't think he was. I don't know what kind of action he saw. Uh, but most of them are, you know, Bill Clinton was a was a, you know a, a draft uh, dodger, you know, in the UK. And then and once he got to be president, he never met a war he didn't like. You know, yeah, him and Hillary. Yeah, they all love this. And uh, so. Uh, you know, this, these Aspen are things factories in Africa, right? But you look at some of these names: JFK, Joe McCarthy, Tail Gunner Joe. He was a tail gunner. He had one of those dangerous jobs out there, and that's, you know, again, I, and I'm not saying I don't support the war, but these guys were actually in there doing something. So I think it's more more despicable to to push a war and, and be a chicken hawk and not go in it. Yep. Well, Karen Carpenter says insane. a couple people. A couple of people asked RFK Jr. about climate change and the comedy made. He said it was meant for heads of corporations that are massively corrupt. He explained the corporate death penalty. Well, let's see. That's that, that's good. That's what he should do. The, the, the people don't feel like. Uh, but you know, the mainstream they, media isn't quoting that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I, I don't I didn't hear that. Climate Mark said in retrospect, he probably wouldn't have said that. Wow. Cool. That's great. Maybe Sherry Tenpenny dropped. I hope you dropped my name, Doctor Tenpenny, and said, "This yeah, is yeah. Don Jefferson, that crazy guy who keeps." Now they might, they might, they might uh, start labeling him John Kerry, you know, the flip flopper, because he learned yeah. something over the years. <laughs> Not that John Kerry learned anything, because I found out about how much of a creep he was. But just the fact that they were doing that, calling it, you know, flip flopping, because he, you know, because of learning, right. <laughs> right. changing your opinion based yeah. on new information, flip flopper. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Omar Busy says 23 to so it's 11 23 at night. So that's good. Well, hopefully, you're we're cheering up your uh, your night. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I'd love to get his uh, RFK's thoughts on his cousin. You know, me too. Me too. All right, let's see. Let's see. Um, I'm gonna see. Hold on a second. I have a couple more stories here to comment on. What do we yeah. got? Uh, share screen. See what I can do here. Okay, um, and this is again with this incredible cancel culture. Uh, Michigan residents, can you see that good, Chris? Is that good? Can you see me scrolling? Is that visible, Chris? Yeah, yeah, I was muted, sorry. Yep. Okay, good. Michigan residents could be charged. 
charged with a felony face up to five years in prison and get a $10,000 fine for using the wrong pronouns under unconstitutional new bill. The Michigan House has approved a hate speech bill that would criminalize causing someone to feel threatened by words. This is, this is very disturbing. Uh, one of the states, obviously, that what's that, Gretchen Whitmer, uh, who is the, uh, just one of the worst of the lockdown advocates, and this is the kind of legislation you're yeah, going to get. Remember, she had a family. Kind of so just, that. just think about she that. Uh, the kidnapping thing too. Just remember that. <laughs> oh, did I talk over you? Absolutely, Sorry. she did. And and but the idea that uh, no, no, that's fine. But she uh, the and you know how I feel about this, Chris. And I wish, I wish I, nobody else is it, it, when you, when I hear that hate speech thing. I just. Uh, I just recoil yeah. because it's just call it what it is. Thought crime. It's yeah. what it is. It's an Orwellian term to describe thought crime. And the fact that that's not going to be the last one. Just think if somebody feels threatened, because again, those transgender rallies, uh, some people walking by some old people that are, you know, not transgenders, like, you know, we're coming everyone for your children, Don. Yeah, we're coming yeah. for your children. Right. What was so, that? But uh, under that hate speech law, I don't believe they would be allowed to be threatened. I don't think that would be a threat to them. And and so that's the same kind of thing where they use it with race, where twenty five blacks can beat up a white, but it's not it's not it's not a hate crime. It's not based in race had nothing to do with it. Self defense. Self defense. But I mean, but but it's the other way around. On the rare occasion, it's the other way around. Then obviously that's all it is. And uh, right. It's, I mean, something like Zimmerman. Zimmerman wasn't even white. He was Hispanic, but he became, you know, he became a, a ipso facto white. Yeah, for purposes. Albino. He became yeah. an albino. Yeah. Right. Purposes of the narrative. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think one of his parents is white or something. So, they, okay, you know, it's, it's, it's got it. But this is, <laughs> well, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, that's just, it's just, just think, this is, this is so disturbing on so many levels. Hate is an emotion, I think, right? Yes. That it needs to be a, it needs to be an even playing ground for like everybody. Like the law should apply to everybody, right. you know, including. Uh, I don't even know how to respond to that. It's not. Mm. If you're making threats to somebody, that's one thing, right? But right. if you're just using an umbrella for terms that you don't like and might mm -hmm. hurt your feelings, that's not threats. That's just unpopular speech right right so i don't know how they keep getting away with this crap it's more distractions you know okay well yeah, it's chris bucket leave it to chris bucket who's he he's oh my god i just like, wow this. i wonder if trump will you should send that to trump maybe that could be trump's new name nickname for desantis uh uh, people can read it there, but it's uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. I, I was like, I don't know if I want to read it like out loud. Uh, if someone cuts it, like, but but he makes a point, uh, which he could have made without the ridiculous name. But yeah. um, you know, this is <laughs> the the idea that this DeSantis, and that's why he, DeSantis uh, has yeah, you done. Might want to pull this one down after. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he gets he, he, some uh, some good things that uh, that people um, uh, about. Uh, yeah. Uh, cancel culture and uh, you know critical race theory and th transgender stuff. He's done some good things, unlike Trump, who really never did anything. But he, DeSantis has DeSantis has done some tangible things. But then he then he spoils it all by okay. I understand you want to be, 
betrothed to Israel. You want to try to somehow beat Donald Trump and be more pro-Israel. That's going to be hard for you to do, though. I got to tell you, they've named streets after Trump in Israel. So you're going to have to go away for that. But but to go, and this is the second time he's done this. He did this in 2019, too. I just wrote an article about it for American Free Press where he signed this odious piece of legislation, but he went to Israel to do it both times. How is it legal? Of, How is it yeah, legal? What message is that? I mean, because what... Again, people like Chris and so many others, my fans, that think the Jews run everything. Chris, that's, that's red Chris meat. Bu Chris Buckin. Chris Buckin. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Chris Buckin. That's right. Chris, they're, they're, they are, uh, this is red meat to them. Because how does that look when an American politician right. goes to Israel to sign a bill that clearly is uh, built around outlawing anti Semitism? What, I mean, what? Why would you do that? What kind of message are you saying? Because if you're trying to, if you're trying to stop people from having that impression, it's the same thing with Kanye West. When Kanye West was, I mean, that was a psyop. Obviously, I don't know what the hell Kanye West has faded from the scene now. But when he was doing that, yeah. the response to him talking about Jews was for all these companies to cancel him. Yeah. So he was talking about Jewish power and that the, all the Jews run all the companies. So what happened? The Jews took all the, I mean, the, the people, the Jews that ran the companies. Uh, you know, cancel them. So, you know, if you, if you don't want people to think you have that kind of power, power, then you got to stop acting like you do have that power and wielding that kind of power to stop dissent, because you should be able to, we should be able to have these, these conversations, you know, you should be able to say, okay, what is it, you know, this, and, you know, people like Chris Buckin and many others, and I tell, and I tell them, look, I'm, I'm with you. I question it all the time. It's two percent of the population. It's a and and they're the head of every motion picture studio, the head of every television network, most newspapers and publishers. They've run media forever, and that can't happen naturally. Two percent is a tiny, tiny fragment of the population. So, you have to come up with another explanation. At the very least, you have to explain why you're discriminating, because you're obviously continuing to advance other people like you. You're obviously discriminating. Otherwise, you wouldn't continue to have those people from a very small group in these positions of power. And, you you know, in our in the world, we both admire the comic book world. Yeah. It's the same kind of thing, man. I mean, they, I mean, it's just, you know, whether it's Julius Schwartz, Mark, we, Mark Wiesinger, Mark Wiesinger back when Mark I was a kid. Stanley. Yes, yes, yeah, they, yes. They all, and it's, uh, even the people that created the characters, Siegel and Schuster for Superman and who got screwed. Yep. And of course, you know, uh, Bill Finger, Bill Finger and Bob King. Yeah. Captain so, America, Joe Simon. Yeah. So are they just that more, it just is somehow being Jewish make you that much more creative so that you're the only one that can think up these characters? I mean, I don't think so. And they're not preaching that right. because they're, they're, they're saying, you know, that it's, it, everybody's equal. So that's why those questions get asked and why, because instead of shutting people up and calling them names, address it. So, you know what? You know what things like APAC, you know? Yes, exactly. Why, why is it, you know, why can't you question the <clears throat> the uh, <clears throat> the power of APAC? Speaking of APAC, uh, I didn't get to tell you, but uh, I finally got Pat Buchanan's email. And I emailed him and he answered me right away. Wow. And uh, he's, a, he's a real nice guy, but he said uh, since he retired from television work, he retired from doing interviews. And if he made an exception for me, he'd, he'd make all these longtime friends angry or something. Right. So I understood it, but uh, it was amazing. He, he, you know what? He got back to me a lot faster than these it, YouTube was, people that have a hundred thousand followers have. <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> 
It's, um, like the Tim Pools of the world, or yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. he's made about being a Jaguar, facilitating a torture of Muslim men and get. Yeah, I mean, the, like DeSantis is is. Um, oh yeah, wow. He, he's a, he's again. Yeah. He's a typical guy. Oh, we knew Chris Buckham would know. Stan Leibowitz, he knows. He knows what their real names are. Open the floodgates with that. Yeah, it's a, well, I get. I mean, it gets you excited, but uh, but uh, it's, it's you know that's. Uh, but it's a conversation that we should have. Well, it's even things like well, you can't even question the role that the Mossad had on 9-11 without being right. called right. something. Right, know? right. And it's funny now in the JFK assassination world. And uh, yeah, I brought happened. it up a couple of times. Chris, uh, uh, Michael Collins Piper, yeah. who wrote Final Judgment back in the day. And I, I had uh, communicated with him a few times. I feel confident if he had lived, he died way before his time uh, of a heart ailment, apparently. But um he was yeah. very, he wasn't old. He's younger than me. And it was a while back he died, but he uh, I think we would have uh you know I would have had him on this show definitely. But uh he did a lot of good work and uh final judgment opened the door to a whole aspect of research that they never and they he they smeared him, they called him anti-Semitic, and this is the research community. And now I, I chewed them out a while back enough because they were start suddenly starting to talk about uh the uh, Israel's nuclear program and how behind the scenes JFK was involved in a, a you know dispute with David Ben-Gurion, which was all that came from Michael Collins Piper. And I said, you need, really need to, and of course they just, whenever I write, they ignore me. They act like it's not there. So I said, you know, really you're talking about this stuff. Michael Collins Piper was talking about this stuff 25 years ago and uh, you guys called him names and they basically chased him off the forums when he came on there. Cause I said, you see, he said, no, I'm not going back there again. I don't want to, I don't want to you know, yeah, put up with like, we, we cut up, yeah, to deal with that kind of stuff. But um, so people again, that's they act as if it, now suddenly you can talk about that, and, and again they're just not crediting him, and uh, that's why I was so disappointed when Bobby Kennedy Jr. made his uh, sudden you know proclamation how much he supported Israel, and then you know went out and waved an Israeli flag in a parade. I mean, talk about overkill, but uh, he didn't have to do that because. Today's left, it's okay to criticize Israel. They do it all the time. He, yeah. he could have just called Il, Ilhan Omar and stand next. He probably would have gotten her vote if he badmouthed Israel enough. Uh, you know, just have her stand, have the squad stand next to you. Uh, that's what that's what I would have suggested to him if I was, if I was his uh, his candidate. Right. Call the squad up there. You know, you'll get a whole new group of supporters. And but all he had to do was say, yeah, you know, the the treatment of the Palestinians has been a disgrace. You know, and we. Uh, we shouldn't be giving money to any of these countries. Well, that's, stop for well, Don, I, ha I hate to say it, but that's probably uh, things like that are going to, you know, are going to uh, give uh, credence to the theory that Bobby Jr. is the next uh, Trump and Stein type thing. You know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it is. And I, and it was this. But so I, I always have to keep in mind about it because I got into a, a stupid Twitter argument about. Bobby Jr. Uh, like a month yeah. or so ago, and uh, I said I never do that ever again. But I have to keep an eye out, like because I could fall for the same stuff that the MAGA people did. It's yeah. possible because, exactly. like, like you were saying, Bobby Jr. is human. So yes, we know how they can persuade human beings, like with various technologies or you know, absolutely psychology but, in general. Who 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 is you know who Chris Buckin is talking about Chris? Uh, who, ask him about being related to Marilyn Manson. Who's related to Marilyn Manson? Yeah, I don't know. All right, Chris, maybe you can tell us in the chat. I'm not sure who you're talking about. Um, RFK Junior. 
<laughs> you know, they used to say Marilyn Manson was on the Wonder Years, but <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. that's it, not true, I don't think. No, no. Karen Carpenter says hate is subjective. Absolutely, hate subjective. No. It's in the eye of the beholder. It's a human emotion. It's it's ridiculous to, but that's. I was going to bring that up, uh, Mister Mister John. There, uh, the heart attack gun. When <laughs> you said, when you brought up uh, how Piper Collins had the uh, heart attack, or whatever. Yes, that mask gun. Yeah, heart attack gun. Yeah, heart attack gun. Yeah, it's absolutely, and that's and uh, that's on the books. Pat Buchanan, Marilyn Monroe, Marilyn Manson is related to Pat Buchanan. Boy, that's. That's an interesting relation. I, I maybe I heard that. No, did I read that wrong? Marilyn Manson. Third, yeah, Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe. No, Marilyn Manson are like third cousins. Oh, okay. Well, that's possible. You know, third cousins are. Well, um, Marilyn Manson, they say, uh, was in the CIA at some point. <laughs> yeah, well, it wouldn't surprise me. We know about Dave McGowan's work. That doesn't actually shock me. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's see. I think we have. Uh, I think I have a couple more stories still. Uh, Okay, well, in that vein, let's go or cancel culture. Um, what do you what do you think of this Supreme Court decision to strike down affirmative action programs? Uh, Joe Biden is saying he's really not going to pay attention to it. Uh, you know, they basically obey the court when they want to. You know, it makes decisions. Right. Struck down affirmative action program at the University of North Carolina harbored a major victory for conservative access. So we'll see what kind of major victory is. But I I just think that that's you know they're Affirmative action, that's, I mean, it's the anti-white agenda is permeates everything. So they may not call it affirmative action, but right. I don't think anything's going to change there. What do you think? The thing I was more upset about was the fact that uh, I think Creepy Joe was supposed to, I think he turned down or he uh, shot down the uh, clearing out all the, the college loans and everything, didn't he? Like a couple of weeks ago. Yes, yes, wipe yes. Out he did college, all, all the debt and everything, right? Yeah, that. Yeah, and now with this, like I don't know. I, I know they're not related, but I, it's just distractions, Don. <laughs> you know, it is. Karen Carver says Jews and vaccines are awfully. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. What about Jews? I, what about Jews on vaccines? Yeah, Jews on vaccines, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or Jews says, vaccines. <laughs> The Supreme Court seems very, seems to seem very yes. Trump and signing. Yeah, they, I mean, most of the time, you know, and I, I've talked about the Roe versus Wade decision, and I, I tell conservatives, uh, you know, that's considered like a huge victory for conservatives. And uh, but if what they're what we're being told is true that the, all these people, these millions of people are dying, and that we're having a culling of the herd, and we know just from the transgender craze alone, there's going to be fewer babies born, a lot fewer babies. So there won't be as many abortions because there won't be anywhere near the number of pregnancies. Right. So is that just a crumb they decided to throw? And again, this you know, the stupid party gets excited over the stupidest things. That's why we call them the stupid party. So uh, they're overjoyed about that. And they're overlooking all the other really typical business as usual decisions this so-called Trump court has made. I, I can't even keep track of them, but they have not impressed me very much. That's for sure. Well, they already uh, are successful with uh, children nowadays are not dating one another. So, no, you know, they, it's I, I, it's it's astonishing when I look at young people today and I just I don't I, I don't even I don't know if they they have parties anymore. I don't, I'm, almost everybody I met was at a party. Um, you I don't take, know. You take your date to the movie. They're trying to get rid of movie theaters. You know, 
dinner well, and a yeah. movie. Well, plus it's, you know, if you're, if you're a young guy, if you're a, especially if you're part of that bottom 50% of America that makes less than 27,000 a year and has less than 1% of the collective wealth, um, you know, you're going to a movie and I, I don't know what they, I guess at night they probably cost close to 20 bucks a ticket now, maybe 16, $18. Yeah. So, yeah. so before you go in the door, you've spent $40 or close to it. And, uh, you're, you're probably not going to get away without buying popcorn or something for them. And, and so it's going to cost you at least $50. If you're going to have a really, really decent date with a couple of drinks or some dinner or whatever. Yes. You're looking at a hundred bucks. with part At least. At least. Yep. Yep. And that's, again, if you're, what are we saying? Bobby Kennedy actually quoted that the other day saying 57, some 50 some percent of Americans don't have a thousand dollars in the bank. And I thought it was 70 some percent. I don't know, but the statistics are all over the place, but clearly it's a majority. So most of these potential guys asking girls out on dates are coming from a position where they're not making much money. So a hundred bucks is a lot to them, especially if it's, you know, you're right. a lark, you know, it, it usually yeah. doesn't work out or whatever. So yeah, I, I don't, I feel very sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's right too, because it's a gamble. The girl might not be pleased with you at the end of the night. Yeah, so no, you're yeah, yeah. procreation there. If you're not impressing anybody, Chris McBreg says he hardly ever sees pregnant women anymore. Or women with little babies. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't see a whole lot of them either. And well, it's the birth for the last. Again, this is all part of the COVID nonsense. But uh, I think it was last year there were at least four states in America that uh, for the first time in recorded history recorded more deaths than births. Never happened before. I saw that. That's just, you know, we all ought to be crying over that. That's absolutely ridiculous. I think some uh, life insurance companies were reporting on things like that too. Yeah, they're the ones that talked about the, you know, the the way we're now all the American Indians. That's right. That's why I say, you know, you want to do yeah. reparations, start with the Indians. Um, it's ridiculous. They've been herded onto reservations and they're all alcoholics. They give them casinos to continue their bad. I mean, (laughs) why are they trying to, I mean, or do they really want that? Do they, they don't want to be part of the society. Maybe they don't, I don't know, but uh, it's, it seems to me. They have the attitude that they're like, well, what else can we, you know, what else can we do? Yeah. I mean, maybe there's just uh, understandable hostility there, but I would think they just feel so maybe they just feel so raped and used for generations. They're like, well, what are we maybe, gonna... Yeah, maybe so. But you'd think that they'd want to have some kind of, uh, I don't know, some kind of uh, integration into society. But they are. Uh... Yeah. But then when you look at society like we do all the time, like every week, Don, do you really mm-hmm. want to be a part of this crap anymore? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm kind of half joking, but I'm kind of half not. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Well, White Wolf says promote Twitter storms until they become real storms. It talks about promoting civil war. Prairie. Prairie fire says evening on good evening prairie fire. Um, yeah, so yeah, I mean, it's 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 we never run out of stuff to talk about. I think we have touching on that though. And my you know, one of my other pet, uh, touching on one of my other books, I saw this story that I think is uh relevant to me at least. Super rich warned of pitchforks and torches unless they tackle inequality. <laughs> Global elite at the London Savoy Hotel, uh, a risk, real risk of civil disruption if more is not done to help struggling maids. Well, boy, yeah. I'll wait to see that, Chris. I, yeah, that's somehow I, I don't think, and I, now I'm not going to register to read this, but I, I think I, before somebody's let me look down, it, it looked like one of the uh, 
it looked like it was being run by some kind of benevolent, you know, rich people. So like these were rich people promoting it, you know, with, with, to tax the wealthy. And that's the kind of thing like we see with Bill Gates' dad. Remember, he he fought, to, you know, to to tax the the uh, the, the rich more. I mean, it's, you know, it's like <laughs> who is the guy that was the like, donate, who was the one that was like donate to uh, to Trump? Like when uh, he had to go to New York City and all that, or that idiot that came out and he's like donate to him. Uh, what was his name? It was famous uh, idiot. Anyway. He wasn't a politician. Yeah, yeah. No, he was a politician. He was Lindsey Graham. Remember, he was like, "Don't eat." Oh, control. that's oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, soon, why is yeah. yeah. Why? Why does he constantly need money? I don't get it. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, everyone already donated. I thought, right? How about donating to the January six prisoners yes. out there? How about that? There's the people that uh, have been or able the people to they money. set up for the uh, Whitmer kidnapping plot. Exactly. Know? Right. Yeah, so I actually had a I had a filmmaker. Uh, she goes by the name of uh, Radix. She goes by Christina, but she uh, Kidnap and Kill is her documentary, and she uh, goes all into how it was all an FBI terror plot set up, the Whitmer kidnapping case. Oh yeah, definitely. There's she there's not, they, they, I think they. Uh, Couple of people they tried, they admitted were FBI informants. But again, this and this know, was a beta test for January sixth. Yeah, yeah. Doug Water said he watched the film Parallax. Here, yeah, good film. Uh, not too long ago, and it's it's based. Uh, and I'm uh, that's like set nineteen seventy four, I believe. <clears throat> yeah, yes. The book I'm writing now about uh, Garrison in New Orleans with a couple of the people. Uh, we talk about Permindex, and that a lot of people think uh, the Parallax View. Yeah, was talking about Permindex, which is rumored to be an assassination. Uh, Peter Seacosh and I Who's talked it? about that a whole bunch. Yeah. Not so much on our show, but like in our phone calls. And, and Clay Shaw, Clay Shaw is uh, is tied into all that. Clay Shaw sat on the board of it. Yeah, yes, Bobby yeah. Bush is tied into Permindex. Yeah, these these people, uh, you know, they they're sitting on the board of directors of these things, and uh, yeah, it's amazing. The connections are everywhere. Some of the we don't really hear are, that too much, though. The Permindex angle, like brought up. No, no, they don't talk about it much. Uh, yeah. Some people do in the research community, but it doesn't get. It's not, you know. But then they throw in a majestic twelve and things like that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they're trying to. Uh, yeah, again, it's trying to muddy the one, and everybody has yeah. their own, especially something like JFK. There's so many elements to it, and everybody has their own areas of interest. You know, the whole so, angle. You know, the, yeah, they want to, and they two think Oswalds. You got yeah. They yes. go into all these different so, subgenres. So Pruder film was a Pruder film alteration and yeah. uh, medical yeah. evidence. Yeah, body, uh, you know, dual coffins, dual bodies, body alteration and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's you know, but I mean, the it's bottom overwhelming. line, overwhelming. Yes, the bottom line though is that uh, that uh, they lied to us about it. It wasn't. Uh, yes. Right. Oh, here's it was Chris. Chris, okay, Chris is getting. He says uh, Clay Shaw is on the board with the Italian neo fascist. Yes, he was, and he, he was also on the board of. Uh, Mondo, I think he's talking about that. Mondo Condiali, what the hell is the name of it? But it's a, it's a, an Italian, or and it was uh, associated with God's banker Roberto Calvi, who was never he was found ha hanged under Blackfriars Bridge, and yeah. it's associated with the P two Masonic Lodge and everything. And get Clay Shaw, Clay Shaw was connected. He had connections to everything. It's amazing what this guy. Uh, do you know the Clay? It seems like he was like another George DeMorne shield, Don. Well, yeah. I mean, Clay Shaw's military records are still classified. Now, why would that be? Yeah. Kindly philanthropist that Jim Garrison picked on. Why would that <laughs> yeah. be? I wonder. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. Just like Oswald's tax returns. 
Yeah, Sam's Bodie Street said RFK Jr.'s been trying to raise money, and so who knows tomorrow's the kind of thing. Uh, oh, really? Well, I again, you think uh, Kennedy, but I guess you know they can only use so much of their money. But uh, right, I don't know. We'll see. I, I've been surprised that uh, I frankly didn't expect him to get as much attention as this, and I didn't expect him to be as high in the polls that they claim he is. Uh, so I'm a little surprised. You know, Jeff Rents is is saying that he he thinks that uh, they're going to put. RFK Jr. in the White House—that would really shock me. Yeah, that's—I, I, you know, I can't—I can't see that. But that's uh, well, most people think that he's going to follow suit with his father and his uncle before that ever happens. So that would be surprising if he did win yeah. and yeah. was put in there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely would be. Yeah, uh, Doug Waters said something said, would happen, though, Don. You know that. Something. Yeah, I mean, it's it, again if. The only it was total MK Ultra, not to exactly. get too and, that, and that's see, that's that's the bad part, Chris, is that if he succeeded or someone succeeded that we liked that got in, we would automatically assume that okay, we were wrong to like him because right. he wouldn't get in there if he wasn't dishonest. So it's 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 really a terrible catch. Exactly, yeah. Doug Waters asked me, Did you ever meet William Turner? Um, I didn't meet him, but I um ironically, I gave uh, this other book group asked me to talk before them uh, I don't know, years ago after I think I had my first book published. Is that and, the Turner uh, Diaries, William Turner? No, 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 no. Okay. No, right. no, no, I definitely didn't meet him. I no. was going to say. I, I don't know. I don't know what his first name was. It might, but I think he's talking about the William Turner that wrote uh, okay. about the RFK and JFK assassinations. And uh, that would make sense. Right yeah. Now. And uh, I, but somehow uh, there was a, a, a woman at the, the speech I gave and yeah. uh, she, I guess, cause you know, she knew my book had talked about the JFK assassination. She was the niece of William Turner. So it's really weird. You know how you sometimes coincidentally can meet people, but uh, right. she did, but she, I don't think she'd ever met him or anything. You know, it was one of those things where, uh, you know, it's um, white was well, the, the deepest weirdest. Yeah, well, there's some weird stuff. But, yeah, JFK is worse. I'm, I'm most, Used to that, that's for sure. I'm doing it for like, yeah, he says, yeah, he was the first, F yeah, the FBI informant went on to be, oh, yeah, that is a rampart. So, yeah, so, I mean, he he did some great work and he was the former FBI. And Ramparts was uh, a very left wing magazine, but um, back in the 60s and 70s, it was the only place before Penn Jones came out with a continuing inquiry, a little circulation they had. Yeah. Uh, where you could, uh, these critics could get a lot of their work published, doubting the one that didn't do books. And uh, but William Turner also wrote, uh, I forget the guy he wrote, he wrote a, a book about the RFK assassination, which was really good. With I can't remember these co authors' name, and I think he wrote uh, one of J, maybe not, he couldn't, but he, he was the uh, second gun, but that was a documentary, yeah, Doug. Yeah, Doug says he uh, wrote on RFK, and the second gun was uh, that's a documentary, uh, it was um. Paul Chirac. Yeah. That's not, not Paul Schrade. It was, uh, yeah, I think it was Paul Chirac. Paul Chirac, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We got that mixed up. Yeah, he was an FBI whistleblower. Absolutely. So we, you know, we, one of the early day FBI whistleblowers. But, um, you know who we got to have you have on your show? Hmm. Naguchi. He's still oh, kicking. He's still kicking. He's over 90. I think, well, I, well that would be great if you did, didn't I? I think I, I, have, I have. Yeah, I sent you his stuff, but uh, I think I, I emailed him. He didn't get that thing. I'm right. pretty sure. I know he's 98, but uh, you know, you would think like maybe you know, just getting that closer to you know not being around, maybe he would have a couple of fun. Fascinating things. character because he not only Arshay, 
Yeah. Marilyn Monroe, you know, and, and uh, Marilyn Monroe or and RFK Lund and uh, Natalie. I think he did Natalie Woods too. Natalie I think because basically yeah. anybody out there in Hollywood. So uh, yeah, people know if you watch my show for a long time, you know, I had Lana Wood on yeah. a couple times. Uh, very cool. You know, she was a former James Bond girl and mentioned the Kirk Douglas bomb show. Yes, yeah, exclusive. A lot <laughs> of right people don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. She uh, she admitted it first because. I yeah. said there are rumors about it, and uh, and she admitted that, that Kirk Douglas had raped a 16-year-old Natalie Wood yeah, back in the day. Yeah, you know? Natalie herself. Yeah. yeah. And and Kirk Douglas was also, uh, there was a, a starlet named Jean Spangler, who was, mm. uh, you know how I love mysterious disappearances. Yeah. Uh, I don't think she'd really been into anything. She was on the outskirts of Hollywood, like so many of these uh, actors and actresses are. But um, she was trying to make it, and uh, she disappeared was never found. They never found a trace of her, but uh, supposedly she left a note for a Kirk and uh, was asked talking about Kirk. And uh, she was known to, they were known to be friends because I think she had been an extra on his film or something. I don't know. But so, wow. I don't know. Those were two kind of uh, interesting uh, things where uh, Kirk was. Uh, She's one of the missing 411, Don. Yeah. I don't. Oh, what's his face on the phone? <laughs> Dave Politis, this guy. Yeah. I don't, he uh, he uh, he's starting to like my tweets out of oh. nowhere, and I messaged, and he's very political. He obviously agrees with what we're saying. He's very radical, apparently. And I thought and, he ignores a lot of most people, though. He ignored, well, he, he ignores me directly because when I saw him starting to like my tweets, I I followed him. He hasn't followed me back, and I uh, messaged him and said, "Hey, I really love to get you on the show." And he hasn't messaged, but he still keeps liking my stuff. So. Maybe there's hope. I don't, but I, I know he well, there's hope, hope because it was trying to get Megan uh Megan Walsh for you for a couple of years then, and then all of a sudden you boom, yeah. she didn't she contact you? Yes, I think she finally did. And so I I don't know. I got well, I guess hope. she's yeah, so there's hope. Uh, Karen Carpenter says thinks RFK Jr. is using the primary process for exposure of momentum and may end up independent. Uh, possibly. I mean, uh we know you know most what some people um don't know about John F. Kennedy, one of the many things he invented the modern political process until John F. Kennedy ran in the primaries and won them all in 1960. Uh, no candidate had ever won a nomination like that. Uh, they were usually picked by the party favors and the primaries were just irrelevant. Yeah. JFK said, because the party hierarchy hated him. Harry Truman hated him. Eleanor Roosevelt hated him because they hated his father. So they didn't want a Kennedy. And so he had to really go against these. They wanted Lyndon Johnson. And uh, so maybe uh, Bobby Kennedy, I'm sure he knows that because he knows history. Maybe he's going to do the same thing. Nice show. Happy knows, fourth, everyone. Deborah Willer says, thank you, Deborah. And, um, he, he knows his party does not like him. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Chris Buckin says, kind of thing. yeah, yeah. David Pulley says, I should have, I should have, uh, David, I want to have him on. I don't know how many times I can connect him. And he, he Whatever knows you do, me. Go into the national parks. That's what I, oh, that's what yeah. I get from David Pulley. Oh, he's been on rents. I didn't know he has. Cause I, I know he's yeah. a lot of people can't get a hold of him. Okay. Well, there you go. That's it. Rents to put in a word for me. Oh, wow. Is that, um, huh. if you ever had Dr. Gerald Waters on, uh, he's a doctor from Ireland fired for his COVID views. I, I don't know. Have you heard of him, Chris? I haven't heard of him. I haven't heard of him, but I remember the gentleman that, you, you ended up having on from Canada. I forget his his whole name, but Roger Hotkinson probably. I, 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 yeah, I, I, he I, was I, from Canada, but he had a British accent. I think. 
Do you remember who I'm talking about? Uh, yeah. Well, Hodgkinson was from Canada. Uh, Scott Jensen's Minnesota. Uh, yeah, the one from Canada. Uh, the one you just mentioned, Hodgkins or whatever. Hodgkinson, I think, yeah. He had a British accent, but I think yeah, he I think he did. Yeah. yeah, he he was great though. He was, yeah. Uh, Karen Carpenter says Polites is pretty picky. Congrats on it. Well, I don't, he's on Twitter. Uh, Doug Waters said, "Yep, and that's that's where he's uh, suddenly popped up liking my tweets." I don't know. Well, he puts all this work into the missing four one one. Well, why is he being picky if people want to showcase his, his findings? <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I well, he's I've never bought any of the books because you have to. You can't buy them on Amazon or anywhere because they charge an outrageous amount for them, but you can buy them through him or something cheaper. I don't know, but uh, oh, maybe they seem a little pricey to, pricey to me. I'd like to get a hold of them and, you know, swap books or something. I'll send them one of my books or yeah. one of his books. Cause I, I admire his work and I, that's one of the areas and something's going on in those national parks. There's no question about it. There's, you know, there's some of those cases, man. I mean, they're, um, little kids like disappearing out of nowhere and then reappearing mm -hmm. like up in the mountains by themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, things like that. There were a two year old mowing your lawn, guy mowing the lawn, like disappears. Yes. That's my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's my <laughs> the lawnmower still going. Yes. I mean, come on. Talk about twilight zone. <laughs> yeah. Kirk Douglas played a naval commander who raped his son's girlfriend. I mean, well, maybe it was, you know, life uh, imitating art, uh, you know, art imitating life, I guess. Uh, Hawkinson is originally a bread. I think, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But, uh, he's very good. Aliens and Bigfoot, Chrissy. I, that's it. I'm not that interested in Bigfoot, and I know he does Bigfoot as well. But uh, I like the uh, the, just the 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 shows on disappearance is very cool. But uh, yeah, uh, Bigfoot's uh, hit or miss. <laughs> or one, I want to get what would give a couple minutes. Tell tell what you're up to. What do you? How's the status of your shows? What's what's going on with you? Promote what you want to promote, Chris. Well, Don, uh, appreciate you, you know, the invitation for, for here right now. And uh, I haven't done really any shows this week just because I've been resting up. Um, I think uh, Mr. Tom Cooper and myself, I think we're going to attempt a conspiring with Mr. Cooper with a cult priestess tomorrow, you know, cool. and cool. Uh, no particular topic in mind, I don't think. And uh, Peter Seacosh and I need need to do something on Sunday, uh, another chapter in our John Lennon assassination series. So that's all. I, I took a break from Get Mad for the whole week and digging and all that. And, and I actually had a couple of uh, actors that were lined up for digging too. So that's, believe me, I didn't cancel those shows, uh, you know, for no reason at all, you know. So I was looking forward to those and hopefully I can reschedule some of those folks. Including, there was a kid, I don't know if you remember, but it was a movie that affected me as a child uh, in 1989. It was a famous TV movie called I Know My Name is Steven. Yeah, About I heard that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I heard that. It's based on a real story. Yeah, yeah. A real story where Steven yeah. Stainer in real life was kidnapped by a guy, named, uh, a pedophile named Kenneth Parnell. And exactly. was raised by him for like 12 years until... Uh, Stephen got too old for his his liking, I guess, and wanted to recruit uh, a younger child, Timmy White. And Stephen actually saved Timmy uh, by going to the police station, and it was a whole thing. And in real life, Stephen ended up dying in a motorcycle accident uh, shortly after the TV movie got. Uh, premiered on NBC and like yes, I, re I remember that. Yeah, with the star of that 
that movie who played Steven as a teenager, Corin Nemec. He was on the show Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember the, that yeah. Early 90s. He was supposed to be on Dig Oh, cool. That would have been, well, hopefully you get him back on. Uh, I'm hoping were, because he's actually into what we're talking about now with the, uh, cool. the banks and the New World Order stuff. Very so cool. Love, and he, he was ingrained in Hollywood at that time of like the Corey Feldmans and things. So Very cool. I want to see if maybe, you know, if it's risky talking about that for him. You know, I don't know. Karen, thanks for the kind words from me and Chris, Karen Carpenter. And she, uh, Deborah Wheeler says, she, Deborah Wheeler is the only one she remembers my golden retriever, Diva Riley. Remember to give Riley a steak. Uh, as, as, as funny you should speak of that. We had some steak the other night that was so tough we couldn't eat it. So uh, Riley's had a couple big pieces we've been giving to her a little bit. Of course, she can eat anything. So uh, Riley, we'll probably will be getting steak for dinner. So I, I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate you doing that. And uh, Tony, I don't know. I want to end the broadcast. Should I end it myself? Because uh, we're just for uh, up our There's great Tony. show, great show, guys. Yeah, I'll be, I can go ahead and end this. Now, look at that. He's representing wise will oh, thank you cool. Isn't that cool that's what, chris i uh, thanks so much for coming on making it easier and uh thanks everybody sorry i didn't get to the rockfin uh, chat over there it's too i was having enough time pulling these stories up but i managed to do it so i appreciate tony helped me without that with chris being there follow me at substack donald jeffries at substack.com uh, you know i protest much like the show that's the only place they're not shadow banning me and uh, i appreciate everybody who's bought the book masking the truth if you hadn't please check it out Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Tony. Uh, thanks, Chris. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Talk to you Thank next you. week. And I pray. Good weekend.